Hey guys, and welcome to We Weren't Friends in High School, the podcast where I reunite with high school classmates from my graduating class of Wizik in High School in the suburbs of Philadelphia. I'm Brad Corbett, class of 2001. Happy President's Day, everyone. Uh, this week's guest, Ama Fanda, is a dual citizen, uh, born in England, uh, now also a citizen of the United States uh, for the past, uh, I think, eight, nine years now. And uh, we're going to hear his entire story of coming to uh, the United States as a sophomore, uh, not really having a place, but um, uh, through soccer and uh, just some other connections, was able to uh, find himself in the popular crowd, uh, one of the cool kids, uh, as we're going to talk a lot about. And so it's a three-hour conversation, but um, man, it's just a lot of fun. And uh, uh, real quick, We Weren't Friends in High School is available everywhere you subscribe to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Stitcher. Go get it. Go grab it. Subscribe. Makes it easier for you. Uh, whenever podcasts are released, you get the update automatically. The social media is at We Weren't Friends in High School on Instagram, at WWF in High School on Twitter. And of course, I am at Red Shirt Player. Okay. Uh, without any further ado, Ama Fanda. So you were saying that people were saying that Wizzick is weird to them. Yeah. I just think that people, I mean, yeah, other people that see other people from Wizzick, and I think even if you just randomly are walking up and down the street, um, you still acknowledge each other. Like, I feel like it's very rare, and I'm sure it does happen because it happens with everybody. But, you know, I've been with other people where they're like, oh, I went to school with that person. I don't want them to see me, which I think was relevant uh, when we had just got done college and people were coming back around home. Yeah. And they were like, oh, I don't really, there's nothing to talk about with somebody that you didn't talk to before. Whereas now as you're older, I don't think you mind. Like, I don't, I don't think I've ever mind. I like, I like going out. I like running into random people and we'll yeah. talk to anyone. Yeah. Don't really give a shit if they like me or not. I'm one of those type of people. Wow. I think that's because of how I grew up when I moved here. Like, in what way? I mean, so, well, I moved here in second semester freshman year, which was 98. Okay. Which is when I came from London. Um, didn't know anyone, obviously. I don't know if this is something you know, but I was supposed to be the year below. I oh. wasn't even supposed to be all year. So you're a year younger? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So still a year younger than everybody, obviously. Um, but because of the schooling I'd been through in London and the time I moved, they were like, oh, you're, you're around the same curriculum or whatever, and we'll just put you in to ninth grade. Yeah. But obviously being second semester, once everybody's got into high school, mm. People that have come from different schools have already had that semester to make friends and stuff, right? So right. people have formed their new crews and their cliques and whoever. And then obviously everyone from our area had already gone to like elementary school or played sports together or done whatever. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I didn't get any of that. So when I came, I was yeah, literally a lost soul. Yeah. Um, also moving from where I grew up in England to come to like Ambler, Bluebell, Lower Gwynedd in America. It was like a movie, you know what I mean? Like it was like, all right. And not even that, but like- What movie? Ah, oh, like a dumb one. Like I, like literally it could be like a Nickelodeon show when they're walking through the hallway on the high school and you're just like, oh shit, this really is like this. Because- Like there's no lockers in London schools. You don't have a locker. You don't have, no. You walk with your bag around everywhere you go and there's no, 
yeah, there's definitely no lockers. School's very different there. Um, so no, like, so those first six months, let's do it this way. Those first six months that I was here, didn't know anybody. Um, I think my biggest struggle was, and I think it was the time and where I'd moved, mm-hmm. um, being, I don't know, I'm Indian, but I'm from England, right? right. So people were definitely confused in that because I don't, at that time, I don't know how many Indian people we had even in the entire school. I don't know. And the ones we had in our grade, they didn't really talk to anybody. Like right. they wouldn't even talk to me. Like if I, when I would, if they walked by me, there was definitely like, oh, he's definitely like different mm-hmm. or whatever, which is fine. Um, but then it was kind of the same. Like I couldn't expect preppy, very preppy people from one section, right? So there was one part of the school you can say was like a preppier look to them um, who already had their crew. Mm-hmm. And then I guess we had, you know, you can call it what you want. You had a minority crews and then you had your gothic crews at that point and like all that sort of stuff. So yeah. it was just like, all right, where am I going? And who's going to end up talking to me? And then, I mean, that f- freshman, that second semester of freshman year, I think the only people that really talked to me were like, seniors that were way older than us hmm. and they weren't talking to me they my name was england like i walked through the hallway and they just like england what's up and i'm like yeah hello how you doing um i think like really i think i mean the first few people that i'd spoken to in that first semester that i was there would have been like eric nelson had come to me because i think he saw me kicking a soccer ball in the gym class mm. and he was like oh shit he's kind of good yeah or maybe he's good and then he came and spoke to me but like, I don't know, like people that are like my best friends now, like Brian Keenan. I, he's like my family, right? Right. But I had lunch with him and would sit at their table and he would like make me take his trash out and like stupid stuff like that. I mean, for six months, Brad, I literally, for half of it, well, I made my dad fly so me good. home to London six times. Wow. Because I homesick. hated it. I hate my parents. I hated being here. Like this place wasn't for me. Um... And then, yeah, I used to buy my lunch and go eat in the bottom. I was like, all right, fuck wow. this. Like, no one here is going to talk to me. I'm the weirdo. Fuck this. I'm out. Wow. So I used to do that. I did that pretty much for a year. That second, that whole, my freshman experience was pretty much that. And then, uh, then hit the summer. I went back to London, came back. And thank God soccer started and it was the fall. I showed up to tryouts and I guess they thought I was good. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say I was good, but I'm, People thought I was, I must have been okay. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, that changed my entire life here. That team sport, socializing sports, with people yeah. on the team. It brought, me, it brought me in and gave me a bit of identity. Yeah. And that kind of opened me up into meeting like everybody, right? Because then people that played have friends and then they have friends of friends. And then you're younger, right? So that's our sophomore year. And then you got older people being like, oh, there's this new guy I heard about him on the team or like, he's your new friend mm-hmm. and this, that, and the other. And, you know, word goes around how, however it goes. And yeah. that's kind of how I met people, I should say. You hit on so many different things. Um, and I got, I feel like I should have a pen to write this shit down. <laughs> um, the first thing that you talked about was that I was just like, oh, shit. When you talked about like people... Uh, seeing people like out when school first started or first school first ended yeah and and even past 
and kind of like <laughs> run, want to run away and, and all that. That's crazy. Cause that's exactly, I think how I used to feel. Um, if I were to see somebody, you know, at the giant or, right. or the mall or be like, Oh God, let's go this way. Or, yeah. Like, know. I don't want to see them. Like, yeah. what am I going to say? Or what am I going to do? I mean, it's, which I do. I think, I mean, I know my own friends would do that. Like, yeah. Oh, we don't want to go to that ball like you turn 21. And they're like, no, nah, we might run into these people, that people. Whereas now I think if you ask those exact same people, they, I don't know, Chris Gabbard's on your, on your wall being like, right. we don't have reunions anymore. Right. Right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's just exactly the same. Like what's changed other than you just matured a bit and you're older and you kind of realize like we all came from the same sort of place in a way. But I don't think anyone knows that anyone's matured. No. Right. Which is, which is fair. Right. Like, how are you supposed to know? Yeah. And I think, you know, when I see the comments on Facebook with the, with the episodes getting posted and I see people now having conversations like on a regular basis, um, or now commenting on each other's walls outside of the, of the, the podcast posts. Um, I start to think like now people are actually having conversation with one another on a regular basis. Right. Um, which is kind of cool. I know Jason who lives, you know, so far away from everyone all of a sudden now is like so many of the posts were like, Wow, it's so great to hear from you. Great to hear from you. Glad you're doing, you know, people that he hasn't talked to in, yeah. in a really long time. And I mean, I will say I'm lucky. Like I said, I fell into a group, which I actually don't know how we were looked at in high school. Like, I, maybe that's something I can ask you because I don't know what my group of boys would were looked at like. Well, you know what's funny is before you came over, uh, where are those spiked, by the way? Can I move those spiked? Um... We're having a spike seltzer. We're gonna mix it with some vodka. I think. We will. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you wait, wait. So you mix that together? Yeah, you do a little bit and a little bit, a little bit and a little bit. Um, I was wondering when you before you came over, I was like, well, you know, he didn't even grow up here with everyone, and that's one of the things is I feel like when we when we all grew up, you're the kind of the same person. Uh, when you you know from a certain age, once people kind of, you get a reputation. Yeah. Uh, stereotype, whatever you get put into a, a bubble, and that's kind of who you are from for from for whoever for however right. long. Um, and so with like your friends that I kind of knew maybe from Shady Grove fifth grade, I think Nelson, uh, Mailhorn, yeah. guys like that, I kind of knew Geber probably um, Evan. You know, I felt like we kind of already knew where our spaces were, and you came in and you fell into. I mean, you talk about a movie. You are the kid from another country who came to America and fell in with, you asked the perception, the quote unquote cool kids. Right. And I laugh when, cause I'm like, you rolled I'm, your eyes. I'm always, I'm always with them and it's, I'm still with them. Like we are, we've all gone to school. We've moved to different places. We're still always together. We are on the same group chat every day. Yeah. We're still smack talking shit on each other every two minutes. Like they all have kids now. Like, I mean, I, lo I do love it. And this is where I say how I'm very lucky because like I said, I did move here. I didn't know what was going to happen. Right. And I didn't know. I fell into a great group of people and I can understand the persona being the cool kids, mm -hmm. but like, I mean, I sit with them guys still and I'm like, what the hell, what were we cool? We weren't doing anything any different. Like, we're a bunch of losers. We did the same thing every weekend. Right. Oh, yeah. We had a party. Was it a party? It was the same 10 people, 15 people at my house or at Gebra's house um, in the basement getting hammered. I was like, this 
I mean, other people may be doing it or may not be doing it, but this is what makes us cool. I, I guess. I don't know. I think, you know, it, since I've been doing the podcast, my perception has changed so much as far as what people are doing. You know, when I start finding out like, well, it's not that you guys were having parties, right? Because everyone was having parties. That's what I mean. Oh, not right. everyone. A lot. Yeah, of, a lot of people. A lot of people. And essentially, probably mostly the people that wanted to party were having parties, right. you know. Um, and even in their own way, though, it doesn't have to be yeah, like a party. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it could always be like, what's the difference between if you only had like four people and you were doing your thing? And I, I'm, I'm saying this now, right? As we're older. Mm-hmm. Back then, it definitely wasn't like this. Yeah. Like, if you were just four people and you went out and did your own thing, and there was 25 people going to my basement to get hammered and have like a party or whatever, yeah. of course the perception is going to be different because we're a bunch of dicks back then who think we all know everything at that time. Like, mm-hmm. And you haven't got time of day for anybody that's not running in your circle. Well, you, you know what, though? Like, I, I, like I've talked to... Um, before you now, I've now talked to someone, uh, I've talked to a, a Korean kid who has said that, you know, they had a crew of Koreans that would party, you know, every night, whatever, every day, weekends. Um, someone who was, you know, I would consider highly academic, um, who said that he would party, you know, every and weekend I- with other academic. Right. So it's like, you know, what, but did I sit and say, boy, um, Ryan Dunn's so popular. Right. You know, Ryan Dunn's part of that popular crew because him and, and Rishi and Andrew Goatee are, are probably drinking beers right, right. now. Right. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> no, I saw, Never, yeah, I understand. But, but for some reason, you know, your crew um, would probably garner more of that yeah. um, reputation. And, like, I said, I, like, I don't like that it's like that or, or was like that. Um, but it's understandable. I mean, I saw who... I fell into and who I was going out with and like the girl groups that were there and where they lived and like all of that kind of stuff. I think that's a big part of it, right? The, the people who want to hang out with girls. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, they, or the girls that get the attention are the ones that are hanging out in your groups. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when I got here, when I got here, I was like, wait, they're not going to talk to me anyway. So why am I even around them? Like, I'm, um, no, you were probably like a you were probably like an exotic. Nah, I was definitely not exotic. I was definitely still the weird kid. They were really? like, "Why is he here with us?" Like, yep, it took so, a while. Let's 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 go back because I have a couple questions. How hard is the R in your name? Is it at all? So really, it's my name's Amar. So there is an R at the end. Amar. Yeah, but like it's just easier to say Amar. Like yeah. If you just do U M A. Yeah. And it's the way I told everybody, I think, since I first met Matt Wizzick. And anywhere else I've gone now. Yeah. Work, college. Um, but yeah, people, I mean, when people read my name, obviously they're like, Amar. Yeah, and it yeah, just, yeah. It blows my Like, I hate it, but it's understandable. You don't get Amar? Mm, very. Like the so Omar version of? I do sometimes. And then like in London, well, in London, nobody could say my name or unless you were like my family. Mm-hmm. When I went to school, it was Amar. Like, that's why I got caught. For 14 years yeah um but yeah so it's Amr, but the r is i don't even think i pronounce yeah. the r when i say my name i feel like i always just kind of do a lazy like ama and yeah. and i just let it go let off it from roll, there yeah let it roll. yeah um, no, yeah just also um, because i'm usually always drunk <laughs> when i see you it's the middle of the night and yeah. i just throw my hands yep. up and scream um and then your last name is the h i've never used your last name so is it is it 
Fanda or yep. Panda? Fanda. Fanda. It's Fanda. But you'll get... That's so great for Philly. You'll get tons of people saying Panda. Yeah, really? Like all the time. Yeah. And I literally was like, so do you say phone? Phone or does it have... Like, I don't know. It's Indian and British. Well, so. there you go. I mean, yeah. I'm people, sorry I did that Southern night. People are... People definitely... There's a lot of Panda, a lot. Yeah. Like a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So when so you moved here in ninth grade, which would put you 14? Or no, you would have been a year younger, so you were probably like 13? I had just turned 14. Just turned 14. Because yeah. uh, we start, I don't know what, Jan, second week of January or something? Yeah. My yeah, birthday's yeah. that first week of January. So I'd literally just turned 14. Uh, so you moved here with your family yeah. uh, to Bluebell? So we moved to Lower Gwinnett. Lower Gwinnett. Gwinnett. And Gwinnett. Okay. Um, what brought you guys My here? dad transferred for work. So he works at Unisys. That was yeah, right on Blue, Union Road, Bluebell. Yeah, that's the head campus of the world for them. So he had transferred here. Um, we moved into Gwinnett Knoll, and we were only supposed to be here for three years, because um, it was a three-year contract for him at that time. Mm. So we actually rented a house in Gwinnett Knoll, which happened to be across the street from the Stampones. Oh yeah. So it's kind of Pete picked me up basically. Me and my brother in the front yard playing soccer, and then Pete had just come over and said, oh, you're the new neighbor and whatnot, and we kind of hit it off. Mm. He was playing soccer too, so that helped. And then I guess our parents just worked out a way for them to carpool. One right. would take us in the morning, one would get us in the afternoon. Um, and yeah, me and him just kind of hit it off and then learned to know that he was involved with a lot of people. Um, right. Um, he was definitely one of the popular guys. Like I could see that from like right when I met him. And then I went in to meet the McQuaids and mm -hmm. the Kevin Rogerses, the Gabberts, the Nelsons, the Keenans. Um, when, like I said, still, still rolling with them boys today. You had mentioned that it was tough in the first like six months, first kind of like the first year then. So were you friends with Pete? Um, in those six, in those first six months? Yeah. In no. Those no okay no. so it took so what were you doing like i guess what was your impression first of all so i guess it's a two-part question because you said it was like a movie walked in like there's these lockers i imagine like because you're seeing people hang out it's super social around the lockers yeah. right and, and it, everything was like even the house we moved into like that was just mm, nothing one of those cookie cutter kind of big, it was, i mean it was like we, like we were like renting this house had a style. pool in the back like honestly the, the thing i could remember vividly still to this day is when we moved, my parents were still, tra they travel a lot for work, so they went there. So I'd have my brother, my sister, and it would be me in this house. And all I would think of was scream. That would be the, that would be the only thing in my head. I'm like, shit, what the fuck am I gonna do if something happens here? Um, Cause this is a big ass house, there's a pool in the back. That's great. And there's no lights in the suburbs here. Like everything's dark. Um, and that was, that was the thing that came to my head. It was like scream and then we go to high school on the bus and like all this shit and I'm like, how did you go to school in London? Public, public transport. Oh, okay. I took a I'd take a train or a bus or any however I could get there. So, did you know anything about before, when you were in London? And you're you know at that point you're kind of old enough to have like real consciousness and and opinions, even if they're you know wrong or uneducated. But and I know you said you felt like uh, it was like a movie. So I guess like you know TV movies that was your your experience with America? Up no, to that point? I mean, I'd been like, I'd been here. You had been here prior to. Oh, yeah, here. I'd oh, been okay. to I'd been. I mean, we used to come to the US, I think, from when I was 10. Every year we would go to like Disney. OK, I mean, for, we, my parents took us to Disney when I was 10. I remember that first time. 
And then, yeah, we did like, we did a lot of Florida, California, San Francisco. Like I was lucky enough that, yeah, once they were like working and traveling a bit for work, like they would just tag us along with them. Um, Never Philly though. I came to Philly with my mom myself and I stayed in the Marriott at the, in Conchhagen, which I still remember. I came by myself just with her. She was working. Mm. So the amount of Philly I saw would be the McDonald's across the street from that Conchhagen. Um, the one right off of like 76. Yeah. yeah 476. The yeah. McDonald's and the Marriott. That was yeah. my Philadelphia. Yeah. That was it. And then they drove me by Unisys for Blue Bar and that was kind of it. So that was my real early experience in Philadelphia before I got here. Um, were you a sports fan? American yes. sports fan in England? American sports fan in England really, I mean, we knew who Michael Jordan was. You knew who Shaq was. Um, you knew who the Yankees were. Hmm. Like people wear Yankees hats. Do they watch the baseball? No. Yeah. Um, but no. I mean, I'm I'm a soccer like freak. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. that. Like I'm, and then I'm not anymore. Now I'm like a crazy diehard Philadelphia person. Right. So you had no impression of Philadelphia when you when you no, moved here. No, I didn't. All. I literally didn't know anything. And then I didn't even really know what Philly was because I moved into Gwinnett Knoll. Right. Are they telling you we're moving Lower to Gwinnett Knoll or we're moving to Lower Gwinnett, and that's where you think you right. have no context? Like I said, my so. my life completely changed. Like it was like it went from like. <laughs> walking up steps where my feet didn't fit on the steps to come in here where I can put my whole body on a step. Like, you know what I mean? It was just yeah. like a, it was a different area. Um, and it, I mean, it was a culture shock, but it wasn't. And I, I think it was a reverse culture shock because where I grew up was very diverse and a lot of minorities. And then I went to school with a lot of black kids, um, but like a lot of mixed people, right? From all over the place. Whereas I came here, I think, the first thing I noticed the most was it's very predominantly white, upper class. Um, it, that was like the, that was where the shock came in. It was just it was very different. Um, kind of like I make fun of it now. I'm like, like, and I say it because it's my boys. I'm like, yeah, I wasn't the the preppy the prep boy starter kit where they had their the khakis, the brown boots, and then nautical sweater. Like, that just wasn't how I was dressing even when I came here. Yeah, how were you dressing? I was dressing very loud. So I had a big yellow puff, a big puff yellow jacket. Like a down jacket? Down or? jacket. I was wearing purple Yves Saint Laurent jeans. So was it like um, hip hop or what was, what was your... No, it was just, I think like London has, it's, I mean, it was definitely way advanced than here yeah. back then. Um, but like if you go to London and you go shopping to any mall, yeah. there's like designer clothing everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's not just in one section. It's literally everywhere in any store. So it's kind of like the norm. And like it's not certain things. It's, you know, it's not like price wise in a sense. Like you saying around in 98, if you went to London, they have like outlets for them. It would be like going to the outlets here for like polo. Right. Where you're picking up t-shirts for like 10, 12 bucks. Right. So. Yeah. That's what we were doing. So, yeah. but then coming here, it's like, oh shit, he's wearing like a Versace thing. I'm like, is yeah, it was like thirty bucks. Like, it's not, it wasn't. And then now I'm here, and I'm like, shit, that thing is like, they they want eight hundred bucks for a t-shirt, right? <laughs> like, and people always say, why do you go to London if you shop? And I'm like, well, they do outlets and that kind of stuff there. Yeah. That's kind of where I mean, I I think I've always kept my style to myself mm -hmm. in the sense of like, I've kept it on the European side. Like I've always dressed 
how I grew up dressing in a way. I never really changed mm. that sense. Yeah. So this and is it. This is this is kind of it. And I yeah. I know I did influence people like Chris Gabbard. Again, started hanging out with Pete. Pete's introducing me to people. I was with Pete. Gabbard had called him up and been like, and yeah, Chris, I am throwing you under the bus because you deserve every bit of it. And I told him I was going to do it. Um, <laughs> calls Pete. Oh, we're going to my country club to hang out by the pool. You know, um, you want to come? And Pete's like, yeah, I'm as with me. And Gabbard's like, oh, all right, like, what's he wearing though? And Pete's like, I mean, tells him and he's like, all right, all right, this will work. Gabriel now is the one trying to go through my closet, trying to take my clothes, asking me, where did I get that? How can he get it? Like, I don't know how many, I don't know how much stuff he's taken out my closet. I'm like taking, he's like, I'm rocking this now. This is mine. So it's just funny how it comes like four up. That's so funny. So something like that is exactly what I would think, um, would be my problem because I didn't know I didn't have like a cool sense of dressing, right? My mom helped me buy my clothes or would just buy my clothes. It wasn't like I had no sense of style. And so someone like I would be afraid to try to hang out because I knew that like I wouldn't I wouldn't pass the standard for dress even. Yeah. I mean, but then it also went the other way, right? Because like I was dressing like I would do, but I didn't fit in with how everybody around me was. I wasn't that confident that like yeah. not those first two years at least. Let me ask you when before so while you're kind of like you're eating in the bathroom, um and you, ha- you don't really have any friends and you're looking around and you're seeing groups and what did you do you remember like then what you wanted to who you wanted to hang out with, who you were hoping to fit in with where you thought maybe you could belong or I didn't know where I would belong. I think I definitely didn't know that. I knew who I thought I wanted to be friends with or the people I would look at. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, it was the group I fell into. Okay. Cause I, I didn't, I saw, yeah. I mean, I guess I think as a person, you kind of attract to someone you feel like you're going to have something in common with or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I did or I didn't, but I, I think it's kind of how you said it. They were the popular group. Let's just put it as it is. Yeah. They were, you saw the popular people of our age or quote unquote unpopular people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's what I looked at. I like, they were all, I think it was, they were popular because they had a big group that were tight. That's what made, I think gave them right. the popular bit. Cause it was a big group. 25, 25 to 30 kids. Right, interchangeable. And they were always, and- right. And they were, you would hear them come back from a weekend and be like, oh, we were, didn't you have fun at this place there? Yes. Um. So yeah, did I see where I wanted to put myself? I think so. Yeah. I, I can't like consciously be like, that was, because I, I mean, I still spoke to people. They were just, I mean, they had no time for me at all. That's that. That crew. That's flat out. No. Yeah. Um, and I still rip my boys about that. I'm like, where would you be now? Like, what are you doing? After what from junior year through to i don't know now even now when yeah, we go home going. you're still pointing at my parents house like, right um but it is and i'm like and for me personally having like no other family here right like not got my brother my sister my parents um like i it what made it more difficult for me was not having anybody else 
But then when I did become friends with them, like they are my family. Like mm-hmm. I consider every single one of them my family. Yeah. Like even like all of them with their kids now, I still go to their houses. They're all like run up like Uncle Omar. And like, I'm just like, oh shit, how did I get here? Yeah. But like, I, lo- I love it. Like I do. And I, I, they know, like they can call me and I'll be there in a heartbeat for any of them. Yeah. Um, But just looking back, like that journey to where we are now. And like I said, we're, I'm very lucky in a sense. We all still talk. Mm-hmm. And like, Holidays are coming now. We're already planning something, um, like a Friendsgiving, obviously, for like, to all of us, for all of us to go out and like yeah. for dinner and stuff. Um, but yeah, we still get together. And you guys are one of the yeah. I see uh, you're one of the crews. I definitely see with you know you, Gabber, uh, Nelson, um, uh, Andy Black. Yeah. Um, between here and New York. Sometimes I, I, I'm surprised when I see you. Right, because I know the last time you were like, oh, you're where are you? Are you in yeah. New York? I'm like, no, nah, man, it's been like five years. I'm I back. I was telling someone today, I said, uh, I, said yeah, I, I see I see him like uh, sometimes like in the city, but then the very next day he'll be in London. Uh, and I, I don't, you know, I just, I'm not, sometimes I'm not quite sure where he lives. No, yeah, we've, uh, I mean, and that's, I think that's a good thing. Like, yeah, I moved around and then we uh, cultured. We, I think, yeah, we just found, we felt it was important. I mean, I think we grew a bond tight enough that we all thought it was very important to stay in each other's lives, right? Yeah. And everybody moves around. Like, yeah, I see some people more than I see others, right? Um, I see Gabriel and talk to Nelson a lot more. I mean, Kevin Rogers, I'm with him all the time. He's right here. He's an, I, he's, I see him quite often. I'm not quite sure where he lives, but I. He's actually in South Philly too. He's oh, like. see. That, that he's here like oh uh, i forget his street but him and his wife bought a house um down here okay um they've been there at this house for like two years okay but he's been in the city for like a while um, yeah i would run into phillies games and random and then like andy black's down in florida still talk to him all the time mm. mcquade's hawaii well, he's in the marines he actually just moved from hawaii to san diego oh but I went Rough and saw. I, I know, right? <laughs> I went and saw him in Hawaii last year. Okay. Um, and then yeah, the rest of the guys are here, like the Cassidys, Keenans. Um, obviously Evan passed away. Yeah. Uh, what two years ago now? Um, we actually just got together, like whoever could. His sister reached out and wanted to get together for a drink on his birthday, so we just went to PJs and Blue Ball, and. Yeah, you know, that's cool. Talked it up and yeah. talked some shit and yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, it is like I said. I mean, and I still run into like tons of people from school just yeah. randomly, like of all ages. Like, I think a lot of our group away from even our year was like the group of girls in the year below us, like the Rachel Weisses, mm-hmm. Steph Berkeys, Heather Beck's, Jan- right. Jenna Hilton. But then even like the Jeans, the Eric right. Coxons, like when I run into, when I run into them. Like, yeah, we weren't hanging out in high school and, like, best friends, but, like, and, yeah, they're not calling me for a drink on the weekend and I'm not calling them, but, like, if we see each other at the board, we'll spend a bit of time to mm-hmm. at least say, yo, what's up? How's it going? Yeah. Um, That kind of stuff, which I feel a lot of people don't do. And yeah. I do, I, that goes back to a Wiss Aiken thing. I do feel like if you notice them and you're at the same place, you kind of do and you're like, yo, what's up? How's mm-hmm. it going? Um. Even if it's just that, like that's it. Yeah. Like a little bit of acknowledgement for someone that you you do know. Right. Um, they're just not your friend. Yes. Um, and it's funny because like, all right, I'm dating a girl now who 
is from like upstate New York, mm-hmm. doesn't have the high school kind of thing we all had right. or in a big school, right? Mm-hmm. Came from a smaller school, doesn't have like high school friends now. Like they're all college friends or work friends or new friends. Right. And she's like, everybody's your friend. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe I use the the term friend loosely. But yeah, like I, I get it. They're not my friend, but like how else do you want me to explain them? Yeah. Explain to you who they are. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> who's that? I mean, oh, that's my friend. He went to high school with me. But like it's it's I I know I do. I use it loosely. Yeah. But- that's a that's the thing about this about this podcast is like because we weren't friends, because it, we weren't we didn't have a problem, we weren't mm. enemies. But like I you know, it's something that I think I go back to like my dad used to say something like that. It fucked with my head where I'd say like, oh, that's my friend. It's like, oh, do you, do you hang out with him? Or like, do you ever give his phone? Number? Yeah, something like that. And it's like, well, no. And he's like, well, he's not your friend. then. you know, right. make sure you know who your real friends are. That's an acquaintance. Right. And that's right. something that always, I think, stuck with me. Uh, Which, maybe unfortunately even, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, like I said, I use friend loosely. I think you just have to know inside yourself. Yeah, you know where your friends lie and who they are. Yeah, and yeah. What type of friend? Like, yeah, it's a friend. Like, I mean, you're my friend. Yeah. So I like I wouldn't see you on a stream. Like, oh, that's a dude that went to high school with me, and he was there, and I was here. Right, right, like, right. I'd be like, no, that was that's my boy Brad. Like, yeah. yeah. Now, see, I remember when you came. I still remember you. I still remember <laughs> you because I, I I did have I did even think about it. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I was like, shit, like. Did we ever like hang out? I was like, no. But mm-hmm. I know we didn't. I know. Um, but I do remember being in school. Yeah. So here's what I remember uh, with you was chorus. We had chorus yeah. together. Chorus. Right? Yeah. You know where this is going? Yeah. Yeah. And you introduced me to Hubba Bubba. Yep. And this is before, you know, importing, exporting, mm-hmm. you know, goods from other countries and candies and things was a thing. And so it wasn't like you just get Hubba Bubba at 7-Eleven. Right. And you had Hubba Bubba. And I was so into the fact that this new kid was sharing his Hubba Bubba with me. I'm like, and I was trying to do the British accent. And I'm like, I got a lot of that. Hubba Bubba, Hubba Bubba. It was like terrible. It's still terrible. Um, And yeah, that's what I remember when I first met you, which is, I think, what kind of led to, um, I said it in in my conversation with Kim when she was asking about Meredith, and I can't remember her last name, uh, but curly hair. Um, and I want to say it begins with an F. It sounds right. Um, she asked, like, was I friends with her? And I said, you know, not I thought maybe we were like becoming friends. But then I felt like once she kind of like started becoming friends with other people, um, I like I wasn't I couldn't like go into that crew. Right. And I don't it's different, I think, when you're trying to become friends with a girl versus like yeah. you're friendly with a guy. But yeah. I always felt like I was always friendly with you. And that always like anytime I'd see you, contrary to like, you know, what we were talking about earlier when you'd see someone you kind of maybe want to when i'd see you i knew it'd be all love it's yeah, always absolutely. been great with yeah. you you know yeah. when i see you and i see you probably more frequently than anyone else right. from school just is kind of or is that bad no i'm not messing around no i just kind of always see you in, in a fun atmosphere somewhere around yeah. town i know i just don't know if that gives the wrong perception sometimes this guy's <laughs> always partying he's always somewhere it's but not as, it's, as am i it's uh yeah no it's it's a good thing and like the guys and the friends that I've have all stayed in touch. Yeah, I do. I think it's kind of pre- it's pretty special. Like it does. I don't think that happens too many places. So no, I you know I think with Facebook now it's a little bit it easier. easier. Yeah, um, you just never know how real it is. So it's cool to hear right. that you guys. 
you see you guys together. It's yeah. not just posting. I mean, I mean it's, it's obviously tough, and you travel man. a lot to they, do it. Yeah. So and they have they have kids and they have their own lives and all that stuff. You just I mean, you know, I understand that. Yeah. And then they don't understand why I'm so the way I am. And <laughs> I mean, no, I and I like I said, I do. I love that, and I don't actually mind taking my time to go and see them. Yeah. I still wish they were coming hang out in the city every now and then but you were talking about that too that's and, and i was laughing so we we're in the kitchen you're you're kind of like explaining like you know you're here and it's like oh i want to bring people into the city and it's like oh they're out in this place or in that place and it's the exact same thing with me i have like three two friends that live here right and the rest of them all live out in the suburbs and it's like ah, why'd you guys come out here and it's like ah, you know i got where am i gonna park and yeah and i'm just like well you can get an uber and it's like ah oh, but then i gotta pay for the uber and then yeah. i gotta pay for my babysitter and i'm like yeah i understand it but if i come home you're doing the same thing you still have to pay for your babysitter yes um you're still probably gonna uber out because we're yeah. gonna be drinking and then and i just absolutely won't go i won't i like i i try to go as i work out there as like you you travel out there for work too but like i i won't if I try to never ever go. It's got to be a family function or someone's birthday, like, like or, an occasion, yeah, or a holiday thing. But like, I just won't go on a Friday night and stay in the suburbs. Is I, I mean, I still don't mind. Like I said, I mean, I hang out with Gabbert quite a bit every now and then. Like I'll hit happy hour with him, mm. um, or just like a Friday night at his house. Um, You're a better friend than I am. But for the most part, yeah, I'm here. I yeah. mean, I think. <laughs> I mean, he probably hates it, but he's like, oh, you're not doing anything tonight? You'll come and sit at my house? I'm like, well, you want to hang out with me or not? Because this is the only right. way it's happening because you ain't going to come out with me. So my thing with being out here is I always say, you know, I don't like the idea of being in the burbs and having a Friday night where I'm doing nothing and there's just nothing happening around me. Right. You don't have any option. Yeah. Sometimes I forget it's not the weekend. Like I could I could be just sitting here watching TV. It could be loud outside. The restaurant's open. There's just stuff right. going on. And I go, oh, it's not Friday. This is like a Tuesday or Wednesday. Or There's always things going on around. And I that's what I really, really enjoy. And I sometimes need living here in the city that I, I can't get, you can't get there. in the suburbs. Yeah. yeah. I think that's definitely like i'm I've, i mean i think also from where i grew up to then growing up in the burbs here through school and stuff and then different cities like the new york life i did for a couple of years and mm. then coming back to philly i mean i'm a city person like i, I think i always have been yeah. um yeah I'm, i get bored of the suburbs slow yeah. like you can only go to the same two bars over and over again like pjs and yeah. yeah i mean um yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of what else. I'll be. When uh, coming from England, kind of getting associated with American friends, what was that like learning about? Like what what was your, your social life, you know, being 13, 12, the things that you would maybe do or the things that you knew that, you know, older people maybe did as teenagers in England and now you're kind of starting to grow up into that. And I imagine that kind of is different than what you, you have no expectation almost now of American teenage life. Yeah. Uh, it was very different. I think the biggest difference is drinking over there isn't a big deal. Mm. So like even, I mean, I think I had my first drink when I was 11 and then kind of like drank a little bit throughout until i came here mm. like i wasn't sitting there every weekend getting hammered because it just wasn't what you kind of do yeah um 
it's, it was definitely different. So like, I mean, all I, to be honest, all I really did from over there on the weekends was play soccer. Like I was, I played soccer 24 seven. Mm. Went to school, got done school, play soccer on the street. Then go to the park with 20 other people. We play pickup all night, come home, go to school. And then the week, and then obviously I practice on my club team. And then on the weekends, I had games. Mm. That'd be it. Full so, schedule. That was kind of it. Like, and then, you know, but my parents was like, um, kind of filtered me into drinking just so I could hold my own in a way mm-hmm. and not completely lose my shit. Um, so then when I came here, especially at like 14, 15, everything's just based on drinking, smoking. Yeah. Um, which I definitely wasn't used to in the in like the amounts of what was being done. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, obviously, I mean. The activity is drinking. I mean, now I do it every weekend. Like, let's go get hammered, but. The activity is drinking, not drinking with your activity. Right. It's like drink and then see what happens. Yeah. Kind of, kind of the other way around it. Um, and yeah, I, I will say, I think that, that definitely did change here where I went from, I think it's also different. Like, yeah, I'd love soccer. Like, I mean. I didn't ever care about school. It was like, you're going to be a pro soccer player, right? Like you had that dream and that yeah. was kind of it. Wow. Really? Um, and like, I mean, in London, I did have tri- tryouts for professional teams and had like scouts come and look at me um, when I was like, uh, I was 11 and 12. Is that common? Yeah. So you get, you would get taken into an academy and then they filter you through and you can get, that's how they do it there. There's a, there's not like college ball. But you're gonna to go to college and you get drafted. Right. You get picked up as a kid. And like they, baseball. Yeah. And baseball, it, you can go in as a high schooler. They'll filter you through their own academy and yeah. do it that kind of way. Um, and really, that kind of happened literally right when my dad got told we were gonna to move here. And he was willing to leave me at home, but basically, we played in this game. They were interested. Spoke to my parents, and then kind of went to them like, "Yeah, we're a bit iffy on him because Indian parents don't support their kids in sports." So then my dad was just kind of like, all right, fuck you. I'm done with you. Mm. And then that was kind of it, really. And then he was picked up and we moved. Back then, hated him, right? Didn't want to talk to him. Yeah. It is literally the the best thing that ever happened to me in my life was come and live here. Like, wow. without a doubt. I'm, I've met the best people in my life. I've made the best relationships. Um, and I've had, like, the best opportunities that you can get, right? So, um, but back to, like the school like the, the different social aspect yeah. yeah i think the biggest thing was definitely you know how i is I, just drinking so big you can't drink you're not allowed to drink like this whole not right. 21 thing which yeah which then also i guess kind of helped my social life because my parents were always very open with it right so people were allowed to come to my house and drink my parents mm. would just take the keys you're staying here you're not going anywhere Ain't you bad. have to you have to tell your parents that you're here because they know you're out drinking, so at least they know that you're somewhere safe mm-hmm. in that kind of thing. And that's kind of how we rolled. And you can say we had parties, but like I said, it was the same groups. I mean, the most drama we had, or I think I ever had really in high school, like after, you know, my six months of being miserable and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, the most drama would have been like, who's got people asking me to come to my house? And I'm just like... You know, I like to, and it's, I guess, looking. So you, you play a little bit of gatekeeper. I mean, I guess I look back and think of like. Wait a minute. This is so interesting. Because like 15 minutes ago, 
you were like, and I was like, cool I'm kids. I'm open to talk to anybody. No, I and know. You were I know. Like, and you were like, oh, cool kids. I don't even know. But now you're saying. No, I am. The, the hardest, the craziest thing going on in your life was who you could invite. Well, no, it's saying no to people, I feel, right? Because fucking losers want to come hang out with you. Because it's somewhere to go. And I you know can't understand <laughs> why people wanted to hang out. No, they wanted to come somewhere with you were like Yeezy, You were like the Yeezys of, of basement parties. Like <laughs> It was a... Uh, there's only like room for 60 of us. Well, no, I think, I think the other thing was, I mean, the days that like, uh, the days where I was thrown apart, you when my parents were traveling and there was no one around. They were a little bit more open. Like those would be, if you came and I mean, I didn't have any control. I was like a scorny little kid back then. It would mm -hmm. be some, one of one of the other guys that would be like, you ain't coming in. Um, but people used to pull up to my house all the time. And I just basically sent Evan a bill out. <laughs> like, yo, Ab, just tell them they can't. I mean, do you want them in here? If you don't, then just tell them now. Nah. Yeah. Um, when my parents were there and they were like, then it did stick to the it stick to the people they knew because then they're comfortable, right? right? I mean, and they know the parents and right. So kind that, of go by that, the rules. That was a and... different thing. Um, so let me let me ask. You, okay, so where in England were you? West London. Where? West London. West London. Okay. Yeah. So in West London, played soccer all the time. Now you're kind of, what was, was that your expectation growing up prior to moving that you were just going to be an athlete, soccer player, or what was teenage life like in London? Yeah. I mean, where I grew up, yeah. That was kind of my, the only thing I ever thought about. Just gonna I mean, going for soccer, you're kind of already I never really I never really that's... liked or enjoyed school. Um, I wasn't bad at it. Mm -hmm. I just was lazy. So I didn't put myself yeah forward as much as i could have that's kind of what every teacher has said to me my entire life like you're you lazy. could have done so much more but you're so lazy and it's just mm -hmm. like yeah but i just don't enjoy it like i don't like it and then it was i mean obviously you get older and like you hit a bit of reality and you're like i'm not gonna be a pro i mean i went and played in college i did all of that mm -hmm. i loved it and then blew out my knees and shit starts happening mm -hmm. and then you, you get older and i'm just like <laughs> like we still try and play Hell pickup yeah. around here and it's Hell just yeah. like <laughs> I'm more miserable playing pickup ball at Penn mm -hmm. than not, right? It's like, oh, we all signed up, we're so hyped to play. And then the Tuesday night rolls around, it's like, fuck, I have a game. Like, yeah. I don't want to go. Um, but yeah, expectation of me as a kid, 100%, it was like, I'm going to make it. Like, mm -hmm. that was just it. That was the only thing that was ever in my head. When you came here, and I feel like the, the soccer boom kind of didn't come until i don't know maybe like bendit like beckham was a it was thing definitely a and, lot later yeah it um, wasn't like you, all high school years were you disappointed in the you know soccer you guys were a great soccer team as i recall like you guys won soccer you guys won championships i yeah. believe and were you disappointed in the lack of attention that soccer got in america i would say yes um even even up until like our senior going to college and stuff like i'm like <laughs> Coach Malcolm, he was, I mean, he's from England. He he was from, he's an English guy from there. Mm. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't think there were, we're taking out some actually re really good talent from people above us all year. And then definitely a lot more talent younger than us because the game's progressed here since us. But like, I feel Wissigan hasn't pushed any soccer players through to where they should be. I was disappointed. I think also coming here, I don't think my parents knew the right club teams to place me in at the level I was at that point. So I th definitely think that kind of helped me back a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Um, 
I'm still not saying I was the greatest player ever or anything like that, but it was stuff that I'd noticed just like when I'd got here, my level of, it was my only sport, right? You got to remember that. Like right. that's, that's what we do over there. Um, so yeah, when I came to play club teams, I actually played out in Upper Dublin. Oh. Um, so it was no second kids at all. They were all actually Upper Dublin kids. Um, was that a better team? No, it was just the first team my parents found out about that was like, they didn't know about like the whip pains and then right, just right, the Upper right. Dublin thing happened to come up. Rec leagues and whatnot. Right. So they kind of just were like, we need to get him doing something because he hates being here. So let's put him on this team. Mm. But you could tell a big difference in like the levels. Um, it definitely helped me meet a lot more people mm -hmm. and even like going forward, like playing at university and then meeting other coaches and that kind of stuff. It definitely exposed me to a lot more people. Yeah. So back to when everyone's like, oh, you, you have a lot of friends. It's like, again, they're not friends, but yeah, I was, I was lucky enough to be exposed to a lot of different avenues. Uh, that's through a sport. my twenties were a lot like that. Um, Mid to post-college, early adulthood was like that, where I just experienced a lot of things, met a lot of people. And now it, it seems as if I have, I said on one podcast, I think it was the last one that just came out with Kim, that sometimes I have too many friends. I, I know exactly what you mean. Right. Like every, I call, you know, I, a million people that I know and yeah. I have varying levels of. Say your friend. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so besides drinking, what was the, first of all, how good was it? being in the cool kid crew once he got in there it was hard to be honest like really like i said at the beginning i think it was it was so i, I won the guys over but then like i said the guys were still a little skeptical of who i was mm -hmm. why i was now with them so <laughs> i want to i want to ask like very specifically this style question was it like were you like okay, now I'm kind of hanging with some of these guys. And now it's like, you've seen the girls, right? Yeah, my, you know what my thoughts were. Are you seen them too? Yeah, yeah. Are you, but about, are, you, are you just like, are you like, and this sounds so goofy, but this is, you know, this is very super badish, right? Yeah. Was it like, all oh, right, like I've seen him in the halls. Like I'm, I'm ready to hang out. I'm ready to party. Like, were you beyond ecstatic? Yeah, yeah, this? 100%. Uh, yeah, I, it was a new life. Like, yes, I was. I was yeah. like a little kid in a candy shop. Like, oh, shit, I'm with them now. I have, like, this. Again, it's 14, 15, 16 years old. I'm like, like I look back at now. I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? Not saying they're still my people, right? right. So, but I'm saying in the mentality of me going into that, now I would say is the wrong mentality. Sure. But back then, I was like, yeah, I'm in. Like, let's go. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's so great. And let's see where it goes. I mean, yeah. And it, it is, it's funny because... They, they're great people, like the Colleen Farrells and like, they're, they're not bad people. They didn't do anything wrong to anybody else. They just kind of were looked upon that way because of whatever the closeness they had. And mm -hmm. they were all athletes and they all played sports and they were really smart too. So, yeah, you know, I've talked to some people who were kind of in that, you know, similar space, but, and I've learned like, that's not what it was. It wasn't always roses, but, you know, great family, two parents, middle to upper class uh gets a car when they're 16 um and then expectations of lives in in like an estate yep. property community and then expectations of going to college and a lot of them did with scholarships top athletes um academic 
um, student government, all those things. Did you feel a pressure to kind of live up to what they were doing? Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, yeah, uh, with, as simple as I can put it, the answer is yes. Because, um, again, I I say I thought I didn't. I You know, I put myself out there to get into that group. Um, but then, like I said, I wasn't. Well, actually, let me take that. It was actually another thing that was shocking when I moved here, which took me a long time to figure out. took my parents a long time to figure out was... So those six, those first six months kind of were like, all right, I'm getting used to everything, right? What we had said in freshman year. Mm-hmm. Then the sophomore year, I'm now hanging out and that kind of stuff. But now I'm really sort of paying attention to the report cards that are coming home. So my parents, because they're like, this is where we are. Get your shit together. You ain't going anywhere. So start living like a normal person. Because you wanted person. to go back home right. and you were taking a lot of trips back. Now you're living like a, a normal life. This is where you are. Start doing your schoolwork, that kind of shit. But I would come home, and obviously this ain't great, but I don't know. I'd get like a 68 on a on a test or something, and it'd be a D. Mm-hmm. Or I'd get a 73, and it'd be a C. And Or I'd get a 64, and it's an F, right? And I'd be bringing them home, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Because like a 64 in England is a C+. Oh, so and is this, he, is this a metric system thing? I I, I don't know. I just, honestly, I don't know. What, I still don't know what the grading scheme is over there. But it, yeah, even so, my parents had to come and I'm like, can someone tell me what this kid's supposed to get to get a certain grade? And they told that. And so, like my, I mean, basically, my sophomore year was like a wash because my grades was like shot to the ground. Yeah. Um, and it, it did. It took me a year to like get used to actually like the schoolwork and the testing. Um, because again. High school, England. You start high school at eleven. Wow. And you so it's like a seven year. Well, no. So you do high school from eleven to sixteen. Then you take basically like your SATs at sixteen, kind of, and then you'll do a two year junior college. Right, college, and then university. and then you'll go to university. Right. But in but from that eleven to sixteen, you still have like recess and like an hour for lunch and stuff. So that was the other thing here. Like when I first got, I was like, yo, when do we go outside? Like, what outside? You ain't going outside. Wow. And then you what what do we get? Like 25 minutes for lunch in the cafeteria? Yeah. yeah. If that? Yeah. Yeah, no. We had like an hour for lunch. So you ate for like your 10 minutes or you spent your lunch however you wanted. Or you go out and again, we would be playing soccer every recess. Uh You had that 10 30 a.m. recess for half an hour. Everybody's out there kicking the ball around. Then you did the hour for lunch. So you literally would eat lunch. Like the guys, we'd go in for five minutes eat and be like we got a game to play let's go uh-huh. and that and this is high school um so that adjustment of the grading system threw me off mm. which made me not like it even more right then i'm like oh shit now i, I already said to you i'm lazy I, I was lazy at school um i didn't really apply myself so then it was like oh now i have to apply myself but then i was in a group like you just said where everybody is expected to go to school is going to school that sort of stuff. So yeah, of course I wanted to be, I didn't want to be the one that wasn't doing it. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I took, I took a different route. I mean, we, we, I went to Monaco with Joe. Yeah. Um, I mean, I got accepted. I would like, had like a partial scholarship to Widener right from senior year, like right out. And I decided not to go there. I just okay. didn't think the program was that great as far as soccer was concerned at that point. Mm. 
Um, and I think that the year I did a year and a half marker, and I think that helped me even more to like actually prepare me. Yeah. I think, you know, I kind of like, you did that whole senior year of really doing nothing. Um, and I probably wasn't ready to go to school at that point. So I think at that point I'd made the right choice yeah. and did it that way. And then went to Westchester and literally lived it up and loved it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, and I mean, I was the first person in my entire family to ever go to school. Like that's something really? that no one ever did. Um, yeah. None of my parents ever went, no family member at all. And again, where we grew up there, you were saying like the difference with like growing up, yeah. a lot of those kids, they didn't play sports on the weekends. They were working like right. from like 13 years old. Cause right. I, I think out of a group of 20 of my friends from England of all ages, cause our age wasn't a thing over there. Like we would be on the streets with like six year olds to 17 year olds all in okay. one group. Um, but I think at, let's say out of 20 people, maybe take away myself and my brother. Um, four of them went to university. Everybody else got done high school and just went straight to work. Wow. So. What was it like learning American history from an American perspective? So I missed that because you guys did that in eighth grade, I think. Okay. Because when I got here, they were doing the French Revolution. I was like, I just did this a minute before I got here. <laughs> was it in history in general, you know, perspective wise? I, I think the perspective i always have is that we dumb it down or it's all i know about american history is from you guys telling me you beat the shit out of us and that was it <laughs> um no i uh I, as far as american history in that sense is i did i because i did miss that because it was right before i got here yeah i didn't really know too much because i'd never got to that over there yet because that would have come later because you'll do european history right and then you'll move on to american history and I had to go back home to my mom and just be like, yo, what the hell is everybody doing? Because all I keep hearing is, we beat you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Um, so for that part of it, it didn't really mean anything to me. Because mm -hmm. why? I had nothing to relate to it before. And I didn't really care. Yeah. Like, I doubt. You didn't care at all? Amer I mean, American history at that point to me meant nothing. Yeah. I, I didn't know why it would ever have to. I was still in the mood. <laughs> I was going home, right? I, was not, I wasn't staying here. Um, and then, yeah, I guess, I mean, obviously now I've learned about it and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I was like dual citizenship or anything. Do I you? do. You do. You I did do. it. Did Dorset. I've been a dual citizen now for eight, eight years. Congratulations. Yeah. I to, had to pass the test, so I had to learn some history. Yes, yeah. I bet you a lot of people won't be able to. I, no, I, know, my, I know my boys can't pass that test. That's the funny thing is they always say that that immigrants uh, who become citizens here know way more about America, American history, um, civics than yeah. anyone, the, the majority of Americans. Except for me. I stuck to myself and learned what I needed to for the test, yeah. and then I forgot all of it. Um. When you're, did you ever like date in high school or? No. Um, so, all right. So I fell into the group. I think like a lot of those guys and girls dated each other here and there. And mm -hmm. I never really dated in high school, actually. No. I mean, sounds dumb. Yeah. Weekends, parties at my house, hook up with somebody, basically your friend. Yeah. Just that was it. And then you go back the next day and it's like, yeah, we're cool. Like, but no, I never, never, there was never a girlfriend in high school. Um, 
I don't. That wasn't like by choice for me or right, them. Right. Like I, I'm. I think that was where the difference came in. Um, or me, me. They, they may never even think this. Is my, my personal feeling was where I'm saying maybe it was me that was uncomfortable, like trying to pursue like a an actual relationship that way. Um, because like I said, I still thought I was like trying to fight my way into the group to them. Um, like, so do you think like you just didn't know them well enough or you were too young to feel comfortable to do something like that? To I go think that I didn't far, know or? them. I think, no, because I, I mean, like I said, it, it definitely changed come junior, senior year. Because I was like, then we were like tight and like right. it was fine. And then I wasn't going to date any of them. They were like my friends. Like you mess around on the week, like as kids, like just, you know what I mean? Like you, you, you kiss someone and when you're drunk and that's kind of it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I never, I never, I didn't really date any of, did I ever date anyone from Wizard of the I mean, not really. I call, was, like college, yeah. Okay. After the fact, sure, sure, sure. Um, was that, I don't know, what's that like as a kid? If, for me, if I were to be in your position and kind of go into the cool kid crew and then like have friendly hookups with girl. like i feel like i would be tormented i'm ne- that's how i am now <laughs> when i have these when i have you know relationships and whatever with girls that I, I pine after or whatever it feels tormenting at times for me so i can't imagine being i think no i don't think it but i think it was kind of the opposite in the way because i was so focused on being friends with the guys mm. so the girls are there which is fine yeah i'm attracted to them and like i would you know some whoever it was would be i would Oh, maybe I could date her, but it wasn't, that wasn't my goal. It was more about getting them to like me just for me. Hmm. And the guys were my friends. Um, and then, yeah, the random hookup would happen here and there. Um, but like I said, the, the groups were so different in a sense. And it's, again, it goes back to like we said, like you've said this on previous podcasts. It's like, you know, the seniors date the freshmen, the juniors date, like it, mm-hmm. that. Our group had our girls, like our Bro Johnsons, our Carleens, um, Natalie. Like, yeah, we would hang out with them. But a lot of them did go and hang out with the guys older than us. Mm. And then, like I said, our friendships formed with the girls younger than us, which happened to be the Rachel Weiss group, right. um, the Katie Constables, the Katie Max, and them. Mm. Um, and... I think, like, especially with, like, the Rachel Weisses and, like, the Heather Becks and then us guys, like, Malhorn to Gabrison, we turned into, like, kind of out of nowhere. That was it. The the 15 of us always, yeah. always, always. It wasn't even, like, no, I'm going to have, like, three people over today and we're going to watch a movie. It was all 15 again. Like, it was. That's very. That's that's saved by the bellish. So yeah, that's exactly what it is. So when you, well, I mean, for me, so then, all right, if I ended up one night drunk and we, I kiss one of them, it literally was like, just did that. And... Yeah, the next, literally, you get up and you go to school like on Monday. It'd be like, hey, what are we doing next weekend? So you're probably the first one to kind of admit that because that's my impression was that that's how it kind of was. Was that it was it was that style of casualness. Um, in that, you know, you just, you just hook up and, and then you go on and maybe hook up with someone else. And that's, that's like exactly how I 
I'll kind of envision that world. And and I I phrase it as sexualized, over-sexualized, because it was talk in school the next, you know, that that Monday or whatever, the 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 fallout, the blowback would be about, oh, did you hear uh so and so hooked up with this person or this week they hooked up with that person and that's how reputations are built and you know what I mean? Like that was you're the kind of the first person to admit that that was kind of how you experienced it, and yeah. it was and very it ca- and and yeah, it was very. Casual. And I will say, for us in our group, which we'll go back to, kind of what I was trying to go away from of being, I guess we were just ignorant to it because I, I, we didn't. I don't think any of us ever thought about it being spoken about to anybody else in school. We just thought it was in between us, right? Like mm. ignorantly, not even. Thinking about someone else being like, oh, you got a party or these people at your house or you, did you hear they hooked up with that? Like just blinders on kind of, yeah, just didn't really, did you, there was no thought. Did you think you were cool? Did I think I was cool? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I think I'm cool now. So, <laughs> um, I'm going to say I probably thought I was cool. Yeah. I can't tell you how I exactly felt. I'd spent so much time trying to get into that. And it's not that group because these are my best friends. Now. Right. So, but um, I was trying so hard for them to like like me, I guess. I wasn't thinking about. It wasn't a thought like even, you know, obviously with Inside like we spoke about before. But getting into that group. I didn't literally get into that group like, yes, I'm in it. I made it. Uh, that's how I picture it. It was, it, it, it was, I was just happy to picture find some fucking friends. Like literally mm. I was, so, I mean, I caught it's, I was so miserable, like miserable. What do you do like every day then when you, when that's, you know, you're going, so you just go home and go home, play with my brother. We'd hang out, hang out. We were, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm we four years apart. I'm not that cool. I'm secret loser too. Like I will go home watch wrestling. Like I do all that shit. Yeah, I'm good yeah. with it. And I'll, I'll own it now. Like, I'm, yeah. Uh, no, me, I would come home. M- me and him would kick a ball in the front yard. Yeah. That's what we would do. I mean, yeah. Did he feel the same way? No. He was way younger. Because he but, was younger. And it yeah. was like, that him and my sister, I mean. How much younger is your sister than you guys? So my sister's eight years younger than me. Okay. So there's four years between all of us. Okay. Um, No, I think for them, my brother was actually really quiet then but he didn't have it i mean like i said we went into high school they're in elementary school yeah. they've basically grown up with everybody now brand new for them. and it's kind of the same um and again it goes back to what we say my sister has 12 girls they still all went to school they all come back and they're all still hanging yeah. out my brother's the same same i mean as well as meeting new people obviously but right, right. and introducing new people into the groups and you know intertwining that way but that Wissing connection is still still there at their age. Did you uh did you have a favorite class when you were in school? Well, Mr. Curcio senior year. English. English. Only because of him. <laughs> I don't think it had anything to do with English. Yeah. Um I think I also enjoyed I took a senior year I took typewriting with Mr. Welch. Oh. Uh-huh. And it was a, it was because of him. I had I just connected with him. I think it was also being seniors, right? Like there are a lot. They're very carefree. Yeah, and like 
they kind of get to know you instead of worrying about what you're doing mm-hmm. as far as like that kind of stuff. Just come um, show up. You're going to pass and graduate. Yeah. I think before that, though, I enjoy, I did have some good classes. Like my sophomore year with Miss Rice, Mr. Crane, because mm-hmm. they did English and social studies. Okay. I actually think because I, li- I did listen to Kim's. I think I may have been in her class. Oh. Because we, v- we had quite a few people. Because they were like intertwined. It was like two classrooms. Mm-hmm. They had connected and you mm-hmm. would just go back and forth with them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I would say, I mean, favorite class that um, teacher wise, I mean, I love Garcia, um, Miss Karanji. Really? Yeah, I enjoyed her. She was in, she did junior year English for me. Okay. Yeah. She had a mean shot. Yeah. I actually still keep in touch with her, like via Facebook and that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I think those would have been it. Like I said, I'm. Jim. Jim was good. <laughs> like Jim? <laughs> I like Jim. Because you like getting being active because that's something you were used to. Yeah. Except I got a B one year from Mrs. Messer because I couldn't throw a football. Oh. And I was like, well, I'm not from here and I don't know how to do that. Wow. And I was like, this is, and she gave me a B. And I went home and this is when we were trying to figure out the grades, right? And my dad's like, you can't even get an A in phys ed. Like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, Music, what did you listen to? So music definitely evolved more when I moved here. Yeah. Um, I, I listen to literally everything, right? I can listen to everything and get a bit of joy out of it, except for country. I can't do country. Okay. I'm not a big country person. I can respect it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if someone likes it, they like it, but yeah. it's just not for me. Yeah. A lot of people um, I guess like when I, when I would moved here, so over there it was very big into like garage, house and bass. Mm-hmm. Um, techno kind of. Um, Craig David, that's my guy. Um, and then I was thinking about Craig David before you came over, and I was like, I wonder how insulting it would be to ask him about Craig David because I love no, I, Craig David is I love Craig David. Craig David's still my guy. Um, I guess funny. I put that's another thing I put. Yeah, he loves Craig David. I introduced him to Craig David. Eric Fansamaka, who was older than us. Uh-huh. Craig David. Um, oh, Craig David. That was the, yeah, Craig David's a good guy. Um, but yeah, I definitely like the rap. Two step. Yeah. But like rap was definitely, I was more cultured here yeah. via the rap game. Um, Wait, like, just like over one there. More question. The streets? You listen to the streets out in London? Yeah. 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 Like that, like that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's exactly it. Um, I mean, yeah. So like rap. Obviously, Biggie and Park. Like, yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah. But like here, coming, like I think who was big? Like, we had uh, DMX had dropped. Um, it's dark and hell is hot. Yeah, which was what, debut odd, album. Ninety eight. June was it ninety eight? Yeah, it was ninety eight because he dropped two albums in ninety eight, and they both went number one. So that would have been the first. For anyone that wants to know, I did a podcast about this <laughs> on my friend's podcast called Volcano Vinyl. Uh, it's dark and hell is hot. I'm on there. You can find it. Yeah. It's uh yeah. 98. He came out with his dark and hell hot. And then after that, he came out with flesh, my flesh, blood, right. my blood at the tail end of the year. So yeah, DMX. And then yeah, filtered into everything. Hip hop. Yeah. Well, so yeah, was it everything? Was it all pop or? No, I mean, I definitely still side to the hip-hop side hip-hop side i mean now i'm just like i 90s of, rap was so huge here right 
Right. And even, Diddy, I feel like even like East through Coast. the 2000, early 2000s, we had some, I mean, they've got more cheesier, but like you were still rocking. So I'm like, yeah. Um, well, well, I mean, a lot of the legends nowadays that are still out there, the, the Jay-Z's, the Fat Joe's, the, the 50 cents all came from the M&M's, the, uh, even the Snoop Dogs all had like a run of those mid to late yeah. 90s yep. into early 2000s. Pharrell came out of that time. Right. You know, push your teeth in the clips. And yep. yeah, I'm still, still a lot of them. I mean, I think I, uh, I still get excited when I see them, their names come up when there's a song released. Now mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh yeah, here we go. We got something. Yeah. Um, but I always make fun. Like, I'll be like, yeah, I have my Windows Up music. With some crazy whack slow Taylor Swift song or some <laughs> shit. Like there'll be those moments I'm like, all right, I gotta put my windows up for this one. Um but yeah, I'm pretty open to music, but yeah, I mean I'm a hip hop person, real. Yeah. Like did, I, I love my hip hop. Did you get any did you keep in touch with uh with British pop culture when, yeah. when you came here? Yeah. I think I still do that now. So like Spice Girls blew up when you moved here. Yeah, so they were like massive Prior to you prior moving to here. me even I mean, moving here, so you yeah. did it twice. You did yeah. the British because they actually yeah they blew up after I was here, and yeah. everyone was like, "Oh, you like the Spice Girls?" I was like, "Yeah, I've known them for like three years now." Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I did keep up with them, and like the Spice Girls were easy, and they were easy just because another guy is David Beckham, right? So I'm a Manchester United supporter, right? He grew up playing for for United, so mm-hmm. I watched him grow up as basically as I was growing up, and he's mm-hmm. playing, and then obviously. He's with Victoria Beckham uh-huh. now. Um, and at that time, they were like huge. Um, and yeah, now I'm, I mean, I know people here are obsessed with the British culture and oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the, all... the Royals and all that sort of <laughs> sure. stuff. Yeah, Princess Di. Yeah. I mean, oh. she was a big, big, I mean, I was, I was a kid. Um, she died in what, 98? 96. 96? I think. Okay. I should probably know that. No, but yeah, I think it was around, it was, yeah, before, before I Before you came. Um, but she was a big, she was, obviously she was a big deal, but like, yeah, she played a big part and like, I remember how my mom used to rave about her and like, you know, be as a good person and the stuff mm-hmm. that she does that was different from what like the royal family was supposed to do and, you know, how she's, they said she's rebellious, but like all she was doing was helping people that she thought needed help. Right. Um, so yeah. And then, I mean, now I, I still go, we go, I go back, I, I'm there. We tried to go back for Christmases. Because like my grandparents, my cousins, and everybody, like everybody's still over there. Mm. Um, so we tried to do that, and I, I mean, like you said, with Facebook and like everything else now, so easy. But yeah, still, I mean, I'm still very much in touch with. What about take that? Was take that huge yeah, for you? They were like the, you're a guy, you don't like them, like mm. you hate them. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was like, no, nah, we we don't do take that. See, I love that. Want you back for good song. But they're actually oh, really good, but that's an age thing though, right? Yeah. So when I was then, I was like, oh, I even want to be like, you know, like this crew. What about like NSYNC Backstreet Boys? Because they were always, the rumor was that they, not rumor, but they were, got started in Europe, Germany, performing there, came, getting their chops up and then came back to the States. So I I would have learned about them at the same time you did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because you were here already. I don't, I don't think we had a problem. I can't remember. Maybe we had a problem with them then, but I don't really know. Everybody's still jumping around singing bye 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 and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm a big JT fan. Yeah, who isn't now? Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um Yeah, so I think my my music is is diverse. Mm-hmm. I just love my hip hop. 
mm-hmm. um, for what for whatever reason. If you had to pick a favorite album during high school, during high school, it would probably be the DMX Dog as Hell. That's awesome. Honestly, that probably would be. That's so for cool. High school. Yeah, I mean, it was a real rap album. It was so good. Such a great it album. Was, and, yeah, they, I don't, I don't know anybody who doesn't like it, but it's so great. I think that, and also it was like something that was a first for me here too. So it kind of like holds that. That's um, cool. But yeah, I mean, I, like I love Jay Z. I'm, and like even off that, like the Kanye albums. I mean, he's a little off his edge now, but <laughs> I still like his. It's. I know it's not for everybody. Down God is King, or what's it? Is that what it, it is? Yeah. Called? So that King is God. God so it is came King. out, and I listened to it. And my brother likes him. Kevin Rogers likes him. We got a couple others that like him. I love. I like. I liked his music. I should say. I don't know about him anymore. I don't know what he's doing. I. I can. I like his sneakers. I will rock them all day. Um. But I listened to it, and right away I was like straight up. I just went. I was like, this is trash. <laughs> I was like, straight up garbage. Like every emoji that had anything related to like trash and rubbish was on this yeah. text <laughs> and then i just i kind of listened i've listened to it and listened to it and listened to it and i guess i don't mind it anymore really i think because okay. i'm listening to the beast never mind what is being said because right, like. right. i did i just went through like i said i ain't got a problem with gospel music or if someone likes gospel music but i don't think the world needs a kanye west gospel album no like i don't think they need him it's trying not to something ta- we've been looking for like nobody needs us to be told from Kanye West of all people after all the shit that he's put out there Mm-mm. that this this is where you find God like no. I think we're alright bro um, but I I, I think I ha- it's I still won't say I like it but I can listen to it okay um, yeah. it's definitely more tolerable than I thought but yeah I, he's definitely not where he was back in the day I have for the record like desaturated my entire so I have like a massive physical play a physical library of music uh, like mp3s and stuff I don't do like streaming music I actually like still have all the mp3s and of albums full albums and I have completely removed Kanye from all of like my smart playlists I have them I own them but I've removed like all his did you put a post up today again what's that wasn't that on your post him and the Dre picture? Oh, on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I posted because apparently he's, he was in the studio with Dr. Dre. Yeah. And so I go. The two people that don't release albums like that would take yeah, that would someone, be another 20 years. That's what my buddy said. My buddy goes, this is the, this is like, he said like that's the, um, like the crew of the album release getting pushed back. Yeah. One can't, <laughs> like, one pushes them back and one just doesn't, just doesn't, doesn't do put it. them out. Just quits music. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, yeah. I said that, you know, when, when hip hop heads say they're not fucking with Kanye uh-huh. anymore. Yay wants to see how much you mean it. Yeah. Because uh, if there's one thing that's going to get me listening to Kanye again, I might have to hear that Dr. Dre. Wait, Kanye I was going to say, if Dre's putting collab is out there, then yeah, it might but be something. I figured that would be 2025. But listening to Kanye, like, make me, it makes me sad when I hear his, when I hear his past music. Oh, yeah. It makes me, like, physically, like, sad face. Um, and R. Kelly's the only other person that I feel that way about where I just go, I don't really feel I can't listen to this. Yeah. I don't even feel that way about Michael Jackson. But R. Kelly and, and Kanye West, I just can't listen to their songs anymore. Yeah. There's are two other artists I was like MJ. MJ Michael Jackson. I mean Michael Jackson and Michael Jackson. Yeah. It, I 
it is what it is. I still don't know which way. I, there was he's definitely weird. It is what it is. He's gone. Just let him be now. Um, I mean, R. Kelly's just fucked. I'm, I, don't, I won't even get into him. But like, podcast. I enjoyed his music. <laughs> yeah. Like there, I, there was a lot of people we grew that grew up did. to that shit. Yeah, I mean, I think the year below us graduated to the world's greatest. Like that was their graduation song. We sang "I Believe I Can Fly" in right. mine. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, and where it is now? I just that just has to be put to bed. Yeah, it's a part of our our childhood that's just been like yeah taken yeah. away. <laughs> I don't know where to go from that. No, so when you were uh, as you're now like heading into like eleventh grade, you're. 12th grade you've now like kind of found your footing socially um what are your aspirations what do you want to and you said you went to monco and you you know but you wanted to play soccer through college like what did you want to do ultimately what did you think your life was going to be now that you're in america and you're you got like a year left what did you want to do what did you think you were building towards so i think um i will actually never forget so it was in it had to have been junior year because we had Mrs. Smith and Mrs. French folk for English and I don't know them. English and social studies. And I forget what we had. We had some like the whole class was like broken up into like groups, obviously. And they had us try to like figure something out. And I just remember her, Mrs. French folk coming up to me at the end of the class and just being like, you're like a very good leader, like strategically. In the sense of like, you're very good at like getting people to like, look at something one way and then taking ideas and listening to the people around you mm. and then coming up with a solution. And I, this is one thing that stuck with me. I just remember her saying that because then she said it to my parents at the parents night or wherever it was. Yeah. Um, and then they came back and I'm like, oh, your teacher said this about you. And I was, I like kind of just thought it kind of just went over my head a little bit. But I was like, yeah, I get it from you guys. It was like, and my mom's like, oh, you're like a project manager type of person that kind of stuff which is exactly why i am today yeah like um cool so i think after hearing that it will and again i'm still having that aspiration like i gotta go to school now i'm in this group like that bit's behind me it's already in my head Mm -hmm. i gotta go to college um which i mean there's nothing wrong with that you're gonna go to school or you're not like you go work that's fine um so I, I was, yeah, junior year, things changed in the sense of like, definitely started to apply myself a little bit better, right? Now I'm comfortable with where I am. I had my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm playing the sport. Like I know what, where I stand kind of. Um, so yeah, I think um, I did start to apply myself in the sense of like, all right, I do want to go to college and let's see where it goes from there. Um, and then if you just fast forward to like, yeah, we graduated and then just making the decision. I just, I don't, I wasn't ready. I knew I just wasn't ready. So there was nothing in your head. Like I want to do, I want to be this when I'm 30. I know you had <laughs> skill sets you were aware of, but like there was yeah, nothing no, like I think, that. I think I was still so ignorant. Even at that point, like I was still going to be a professional soccer player. Like, yeah. like I, I can get a, a full ride to a school somewhere playing here and then, go which is pure I, that is ignorance I, I can say that yeah i think you think that i mean i guess so i mean yeah it, it was it's ignorance it's youth. i can say now i just think yeah there's youth. no every real kid, belief whether it's soccer baseball football yeah. basketball it's what you think you can do kids you? yeah kids who are immersed in it and train that way i mean sports treats treats you to 
no one ever goes as a youth into school or into a sport where a coach says, all right, kids, here's what we're going to do. You're going to work hard as shit and you are going to suck at this. Yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? It's you're going to work I mean, hard and you can make millions of dollars doing this. If you really, really yeah. apply yourself. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I, yeah, I don't, I know. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't even know when I got to school why I wanted to go. Yeah. Um, you know, went in and just took like the regular, your one, your 100 classes. Right. And then at Monco, at Monco. And then let me, let me ask you this when, so now like majority of your friends, right? Like, uh, uh, let's see how good I am here. I know Nelson went to Gettysburg. He did. I don't think I know where anyone else went. So Nelson, Nelson and Malhol went to Gettysburg. I know they both went there. Gabriel went to Bloomsburg. Bloomsburg, of course. Yes, 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 yes. Andy went to Villanova. Andy went to Villanova. Kevin went to Penn State. Kevin Penn went State. to Penn. Evan went to William & Mary. Oh, okay. Am I missing it? Bill went to Rhode Island. Okay. McQuaid went to Lycoming. Cassidy went to school. He went to Westchester. I ended up rooming with oh, him I when, he I went went to to, when I went to Villanova. When I went to Westchester. Yeah, he went to Westchester. He played soccer there. Okay. Um, so... My point of that is that so everyone leaves. I still had a couple. Keenan and Keenan and Brad, they did the same route. They chose Monco. Okay. Then they ended up going to Temple. All right. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was actually the three of us, yeah, that were still at home. Um, did that feel like anything for you that you were still home? It it didn't for me because I did have schools that I was accepted in. And I chose not to go to them. Right, because I I think if if I didn't I think if I didn't get into anywhere, and then Marco was my only choice, myself I probably been like fuck. I, I was I didn't do what I thought I was going to be able to do, right? Mm-hmm. And I would have been that guy. But and me, lo- I was lucky enough that I didn't have that, and it was my choice. I was like, this is what I need to do for myself at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still I would again I went to see every single one of them at their schools. Sure. I went to every single one of their schools. Except for Bill out in Rhode Island. I was like, I'll see you on the holidays. That's <laughs> a hike. Um, so, yeah. Like, that, that. And again, that year and a half for Marco. So, that first year helped me a lot, right? It kind of... Getting in the hole, like, you can show up and you can't show up if you don't want to. That mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, and I feel like it was tough for us to go to Marco. You had to drive to get there. We weren't walking to, like, yeah. classes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, snow, all that shit. Um. So then that, that I did that first year and then in that first semester of the next year, I really pushed because I knew I wanted to go to school because I'd visited all these colleges, right? I'd gone and seen where my friends are. Mm-hmm. What was your... And their, how their parties are and the girls and I can't it's think. completely just not... Forget about when I moved there, high school being a movie. Like Then you saw like college when you're not there and you're like, holy shit, this is like... This ain't this is like a playground, like where you can come here and like you wake up on a Saturday morning and everybody's coming to your house where you live at college and you're watching college football all day and you're drinking and then there's a party and then you go to a sports game and watch it and then you come back and mm-hmm. um so yeah, I saw that and it was like then my mind was set. It was like I need to get to where I want to get as soon as I can. Like I was done with yeah, all my friends are gone anyway. So what out. am I doing? Yeah, it was like. What was the what was the coolest, most fun school for you to to visit of your friends? 
it was Westchester, and that's why I chose to go there. A- away from the soccer bit. Like, take the soccer. Who went there that you visited? So, Dan Cassidy was there. Corey Lushman was there. And then Ryan Seekers was there, who was the year older than us. So, Ryan and Dan were both playing soccer. Um, And, yeah, me and Danny was at a connection playing. So, um, but I guess, yeah, when I went to visit them, just, like, the parties they took me to. And then they had already, like, they were introducing me. It was like... He's coming here next year. He's going to play here. Mm. So like people were already like, oh, can't wait till you're here. This like. You're already there. And it was just like, yeah, this is where I need to be. Like, and that sort of made my mind up. I remember the weekend coming home and being, going to my mom and just being like, I'm going to West Shelter. And that was kind of how I made it up, made my choice. Um, With that said, I didn't, I had a ton of fun going to see everybody else. Yeah. yeah. Um, Like Gettysburg. It's a different kind of school, but they were both in fraternities. So when I went to see them, it was always like rage wild. Both in what? Fraternities. Oh, fraternities. So like Malhorn was in one and Nelson was in a separate one. Okay. So you got to see two different types. Mm-hmm. Um, Penn State is Penn State. Right. So Juggernaut. that place is just crazy. Yeah. Um, Bloomsburg was definitely my worst because I got arrested there. So oh. <laughs> I didn't really want to go back there. Um yeah, that was uh What happens when you get arrested in America? Is that so troublesome? Let's go back. Well, so I was on the green card at this point, right? Yeah. And we were no, I take that back. We were applying for our green card because uh-huh. now we were saying we were staying. Uh-huh. So your family, your whole yes, family. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I all right, so we went through all of high school, no trouble, as many parties as I had, like Touchwood, no cops, nothing. Yeah. Um I'm still, we were actually, I mean, yeah, it was all freshman year of school, so we're still underage. I actually went to see Pete at Widener. Went to visit him, go to a house party, house gets busted. I get arrested. First time ever underage. Um, put me in the back of the car, take me to there, and it's kind of like write me up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, you have to go. And forget that bit. It's like, I now have to go and tell my parents. Like, right. that's what I'm more you worried about. such bigger things yeah. than a I'm, court appearance. So we get through that. Obviously, they're pissed off at me. Um, that was that one. They just said, pay your fine and you're good. Okay. There were so many people at this place. Like, it was just like one of them. Um, so two weeks later is when I go to Bloomsburg. I, I took one weekend off. The following week, and I'm like, all right, Gabriel, I'm coming up. Great day. Um, Chrissy Jones was actually with me, who was younger than us. Yes. Um, and we I say that like, sorry, that sounds so creepy. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cheer- I say that because yeah, I say that because I recently became Facebook friends with her, and I was like, God, I couldn't remember her last name. Cause well, because now she's married. She's to married. George, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I was like, God, what is the last name? And I kind of remember growing up with her from Madison Avenue. Right. Right. Um, and so when you say that, I'm like, God, you nailed it. That was it. Chrissy Jones. Um, so I think we had gone up together, but then she had gone to see her friends and like, we had like Adrian O'Connor and. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. Gabber and those guys were all, uh, uh, Bloomsburg. So I'd gone to see them and I guess I was going back to meet Chris, wherever he was. And I'm walking up this hill and Chrissy comes like literally tumbling down. And, like I grab her. As soon as I grab her, as she's on the floor, cops stop. And they're like, yo, what are you doing? And I'm like nothing i'm like helping my friend and they were like are you and this and she's like yeah like i know him it's fine and they were like yeah no 
getting arrested. Mm. So at this time, I'm now shitting myself because I'm like, my dad's already yelled at me and about the green card. I can't keep getting in trouble because they won't issue me one and then right. I'm done. So I'm literally telling this Bloomsburg cop who's looking at me. I'm in the middle of the sticks. And he's just like, I'm like, dude, I can't get in trouble. Like, I'm trying to stay in this country. And obviously that comes out the wrong way. Um, so <laughs> trying to fuck with America, son. <laughs> so then uh, literally, so I'm just like try, trying to do this. And these guys are just like, you just need to shut up. Like, stop talking. I'm just like, all right. You have the right to remain silent, bro. So I go back home. And I do the same thing again. I'm like, I got in, and now they're like really into me because now, now they're actually really talking about the green card shit, mm -hmm. like all this stuff. So long story short, that bit passes, we pay the fine and whatnot. And then it wasn't until literally, so now that was in that first semester of our sophomore year of college mm -hmm. when I was still at Monaco, right? And then on that second semester, I went to Westchester. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until halfway through second semester of me being a Westchester now. So like after spring break. Yeah, yeah. So let her go to my parents April. for a, a warrant for my arrest from the Bloomsburg. And my mom was like, she's talking to them. She's like, wait, we sent the fine. Like, what are you talking about? They're like, your son's license is suspended. He has to do this, this, and this. And she's like, it was this long ago. So she calls me, she's like, you need to come home. So come home from school. And what's going on? She's like, you need to drive this check up to Bloomsburg and pay this off. And I was like, I'm not going there. I was like, there's a warrant out for my arrest. They're going to lock me up. I was like, I'm, right. I'm not doing that. So we got to figure out something else. So they took care of that bit because I called Pete's dad, Mr. Sampone. Lucky enough, having that kind of lawyer uh -huh. with us. Um, he took care of that, but then I had to do like um, community service. And okay. I did a bunch of that in like Chester County. I was at, okay. they sent me there instead of going all the way up there. Um, <laughs> and like an AA clause. And again, this goes back to me growing up as a youth. Mm. We're drinking. It wasn't a big deal. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Was, I mean, and I was, and it wasn't like I was like, if I was like jumping off buildings and like throwing shit at houses and. Sure. Yeah, then you deserve to get in a bit of trouble. But I'd like, yeah, I was drinking. I wasn't belligerent. Did you, at any point, do you ever think that like that? changing that call did it ever become anything like that for you where you were just like socially it was just you were just doing it too big or or no because i didn't ever think even the times i did get in trouble like i i was never like drunk yeah like yeah i blew over legal limit which would get me in trouble sure, but sure. I was you never, were drunk but you weren't i was never like out of control no. yeah, yeah yeah so i never ever thought i was like oh i deserve this or anything like that yeah yeah i know i was doing wrong sure but yeah, only because the law, that's what you do. I mean, I'm looking at like, raised, I'm looking at like some of the boys like next to me and they're like puking everywhere. So like, I'm like, only be right. That's what I mean. Only because the United States says you can't do it until you're 21, right, right. So, but you weren't. So I never thought of it as like an issue or anything in that sense. Mm -hmm. But again, I also think I have, I had a tolerance of just cause of the way I was brought up. Right? Brought up. Yeah. Yeah. I've been like, I've been, uh, I don't know what the word is like weaned into it or like, yeah. um, you know, progressively drink. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, now, now it doesn't really matter. And again, all sorts of fucking trouble. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> yeah. Now I, you know, you deal with like the normal shit. Now I, I, can, I can remember the first time I drank, like actually like drank. Uh, I was with uh, Scott Ritter and Ray Campion came over and we were just like hanging out at the house and we were seniors and 
had like a bottle of uh, like whiskey or something. And I was like trying to drink in. I was like, not into this at all. And I didn't even know what the feeling of drunk was. Um, and then I remember the next time was senior week and drinking like Budweiser and thinking like, all right, here we go. Like I am 18. This is senior week. We're drinking. And I drank it. I was like, this is fucking terrible. Yeah. This is horrible. Uh, and then I discovered rum and cokes, and things got better. That from was there. your yeah. That was that was it. I, it's funny that you said that because now, I guess it was something I should forget, and I never did. The first time I really, really, really drank with everybody here, like hard, mm-hmm. was junior year Halloween. I, did we used to get a day off after Halloween? Here? I so, I tell everyone that I feel like we always did. did. Yes, yep. Because we didn't have school the next day. Nope. Yeah, we always had off the day after Halloween. So we went to Normandy, Normandy, right? Mm-hmm. That neighborhood. Yeah. We were actually, Jordy Forster was having a, a uh, Halloween party. Mm-hmm. But like our parents were there. Mm-hmm. But like that was where everybody was going to trick or treat. But like we went. So you're going to, so you're 17. You're 16. Yeah. You're trick or treating first. Yeah. Okay. Well, at the same time, kind of. Cause like you're getting drunk and you're, but you're trick or treating as a 16 year old. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're, and everyone else is seven. Although she's your age. Correct. But Correct. everyone, but the crew of guys are 17. Oh, 17, yeah. But then it was even the year. I only bring it up because nowadays people are like, if you have a driver's license or facial hair, you should not be able to trick or treat. So, right. I think it's a oh, well, big we were. point that, yeah. yes, yeah. As kid, we were able to. And the year above us was there too. Yes. So we had three different Dude, years. I trick or treat, I was like 20, yeah. 21. Why not? Freak heavy. Yeah. <laughs> um, harm. But we were in the woods drinking, like literally just pounding straight soco. And I literally remember, well, this was part of the problem. I literally remember it just pounding away out of a handle of Southern Comfort. Like, I can't drink Southern Comfort to this day. Yeah. If you put it in front of me, I'd probably leave the room. Like, I just, um, yeah, all over the place. <laughs> Try to trick or treat, can't do it, can't walk. Walking, this is you. This is me. Yeah. Walking to the forces up their driveway, yeah. puking everywhere. Just shit coming out, literally puking everywhere. Knocking on the front door. Well, I actually didn't knock. I walked into the front door and just screamed, I'm fucking here. And Eric Nelson, who at the time was actually dating Julie Forster, Mm. literally just punched me through my chest. I went through the out the front door over the bush. Like we still talk about this. Over the bush. And I he was like, You got up and we're just like. The fuck and just puked again all over the place. And then her dad came out and I'd never met her parents. This is me first meeting right. these people that I'm like trying to be friends with. Yeah. Um, and he comes up to me and is just like, <laughs> who, who, he like grabs me. He's like, who's got this kid and who's taking him home? Otherwise I am. And I'm just like looking at him. He's like, nah, I can't go home like this. I can't go home like this. You're not taking me home. I ended up getting taken home by Alexis Heyman, who is now Eric Malhorn's wife. Oh, wow. Okay. So she and Joanna Leitner at that time drove me home. Thank you to them. <laughs> but I was like, leave me at the end of my driveway. Because I'm... Yeah, you don't want the car to pull up. You just won't walk in. So... You're sneaking. The, well, they, well, they left me at the end of the driveway. I went... Sliding. I know. I knocked on the front door because I didn't have keys. Oh, no. And then I ran back to the end of the driveway. So my mom opened the door and was like... What are you doing? And and you're I'm talking like, about scream. I was like, <laughs> I'll be in in a little bit. Like I was a mess, and I still don't think they know to this day that I was there. Yeah. Um. But that would have been 
And I think ever since that day, I really learned how to drink. Because mm. I, I was like, I'd never do that again. Like, I would never, so ever do that that's again. That's funny, too, because you started this by saying, you know, you've been drinking since you were 11 and you were never like a puke drinker. And then there was, you know, you're at this big party. And before I the just, party ever starts, you're already. Yeah. I just did what puke they were doing around me. And yeah. I was like, yeah. But you learned your lesson right there that Don't, that's not what you, how you want to handle Don't, it. Never again. I, I, I didn't want to be that person, basically. That was mm. just my own choice. I'll drink all night with you. I just know how to moderate. You're not carrying me home, basically. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I, I, it was, and it was from that day. I, I, I learned from that day. Yeah. So, I think I was just embarrassed. I think I was embarrassed, right? Spent a lot of time for these that. people to take me out. And then they did, and I'm now the sloppy fucking dude. Where but you bounce where, back. Where you're not allowed to be this here anyway. Like, you're not allowed to be drinking. So now I'm getting, I may be getting other people in trouble because they have to take care of me. Mm. So I'm forgetting me, but now I'm fucking with other people. So, But you bounce back. Yeah. I mean, you can't just stay in. Socially. I guess I survived do you, that So one. do you remember that afterwards? Was that like a. I do remember because this is how I remember we didn't have school the next day, but we had practice oh. at three o'clock. And I remember going there and the older guys being like, holy shit. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck I said to any of you last night. Like, I don't. I was like, Look, just get me through this practice because I need to go home and go to bed. Um, And yeah, that was the end of it. Nobody. People gave me shit. At, like on the team. Yeah. Like busting my balls, which is totally what should happen. Mm hmm. Which was actually kind of like a, a comforting feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they did it that way, Acceptance. right? Um, Badge of honor. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then that was it. We moved on. What What was your life like, like college, post-high school? I mean, I know you, friends and everything, but what was that kind of, what? how did that kind of progress for you in your 20s then? You transferred and... Went to Westchester, played soccer, had a couple of friends from high school, but a lot more friends, I assume, from the team and school in general and life. I know yeah. at some point you end up in New York, but I don't know, fill in the gaps for me. Yeah, um, I think it kind of just kept progressing for me in a sense. Um, again, like I said, lucky, but I had Cassidy and Seekers and them on the team already. Mm -hmm. So, and, I'd, and like I said, I'd already gone up. We can say it was a recruiting trip, but for me, it was just a weekend there where yeah. they introduced me to so many people that I ended up when I got to college, that was the group already. Yeah. Right. Um, So I lucked out in that sense. And then being on the team again, I mean, that that this took it to like a whole different level because there's so many more people watching the sports at school. So your exposure is like even more, right? Um, and in college is very different from high school. I would say on the sports teams, at least where we were in, on the soccer team is like, not everybody is your so-called, so-called cool kid that's playing on the team. They're just talented and they mm -hmm. can play the game and away from the field there. If you want to call them a nerd, like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, academic, but yeah. I told you, no, it's definitely the wrong word. Academic. No, that's... I'll get in trouble this time. <laughs> but because you're on a team and you, you you build a bond, like you take all those people in. And then I think it, by that point, yeah, you're, I don't know, 18, 19. I mean, I was always the younger, but at a point I got older than the younger kids coming in. 
And I felt like I was always like, yeah, I'm going to take these people in. Just because of how I got here, mm. right? How when I'd moved, I've always like been like, yeah, I'll give anybody a chance. And if you don't, you don't, you're not supposed to click with everybody. For sure. But yeah. if like they're on my team, I need, they should be included in Supportive. everything we're doing. Like, Supportive. Let's, yeah. Like why not? Yeah. And if they choose that they have want to do something else, that's fine. Um, so I, st- and it's again, I still talk to quite a lot of the people I played with in mm. college. Um, I've been in like a few of my college friends' weddings. Um, we still meet up, hang out. Mm. Um, again, I, like I said, I think the whole no family here, I've always made my friendships very, very important to myself. To yeah. like more family, like they're important people to me. Yeah. And without them knowing it got me through like a lot of stuff. Um, so yeah, definitely. Prog- I think it just, it, prog- it nothing ever, I think I just continued to climb a ladder or like stay at a level in the sense of the friendships meant a lot. Mm-hmm. There, there's people coming into my life that I spent a lot of time with. I'm not just going to like be done with them now. Right. Like let's keep going. Like, yeah, we're yeah, friends. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, so yeah. And like New York, New York was, New York was just something I always want, where somewhere I was always wanted to live. Mm. But again, I had people there. So it was like, all right, this is where I want to go. I already have like four people. Yeah. We can make this work and like yeah. meet new people. So I did. So I just said, let's go move there. So you just moved. There was no. I had, so I, well, yeah, I moved. I had a job where I was traveling. I didn't have to be in an office so I could be remote. That's so dope. being in New York was fine. That's and then cool. I actually got put on a project which was in Manhattan, which worked out perfectly. That's awesome. Um, so then I lived with Andy Black and Chris Moss, actually. Um, so now that you, you went to New York, then come back to Philly? How long were you living in New York? I was in New York for two and a half years. Okay. And then I broke the lease. I was like, I got sick, but I didn't know I was sick. So basically, I mean, starting to see some blood, this, that, and the other, long, like without getting technical. Yeah. Um, Internal shit. Yeah. I just thought I was like partying too much in the sense of like, we're out in New York. We were out a lot. We're drinking, right. living it up. I was just like, ah, I thought it was like kind of not. Um, and then it just like wouldn't stop. So it was like, I probably should just go back home. I've spent a shitload of money. I haven't mm. saved anything. I've been literally living it up mm. in New York. Um, were you living in Manhattan? We were living in Manhattan. Wow, yeah. I didn't need to be there for work anymore. Mm. So it was kind of like, on a right, project. Yeah. yeah. I was like, all right, it's kind of, it's time. So I came home, um, moved back home, and things just started to progress. Like I wasn't getting any better and that kind of stuff. Um, kept going to get checked out. Ended up diagnosing me with like very moderate ulcerative colitis, which was obviously just like ulcers through the colon. Mm-hmm. Um, they would gave me medication, that kind of stuff. Um, it should clear up. Um, never cleared up. So I think so. That was then. Yeah. So it kept progressing. I was put on heavier medication, heavier medication, which was supposed to help it out. Um, and it was pretty, I mean, I thought I was, I was pretty good. I didn't have to change anything in my lifestyle. Mm. I mean, I was still out and about managing whatever I want. Yeah. Doing whatever I wanted to do. Not a problem. 
Um, and then it started to like just get worse and worse. And then it was when I was here in 20... So I'd already been seeing my doctors. I got my specialist now at this point. Um, 2016, went to Jefferson just to a regular checkup with my doctor. Mm -hmm. Walked in and he just looked at me and he's like, are you okay? And I was like, uh, I don't know. I had a fever the night before. Mm. Um, it was at like 102.6 or something. Jesus. Something weird. Um, you say that so casually. I, I just... Was that just the norm for you at that time? Yeah, because when you I, say everything was fine, it it wasn't. Is that is that you were like? But that oh, was my dealing, normal dealing, dealing. Right, that's what I mean. Like you just kind of feel like crap, but yeah. your life's not changing, yeah. and you just know that you're on some sort of edge. Right, because yeah, because everybody would be like, "Oh, are you all right?" And I'm like, "I mean, this is just how I feel all the time at this point." So, wow, does it really matter? And like you're I, working, traveling, yeah, still doing all of that, being social. Yeah. Um, I was actually traveling a lot at that point too, so it was a little bit tougher and. Cause I'm not going to tell people I'm working with, you know, I need to go here and do this or whatever I need to do. Um, why? I think it's just cause it's like a bowel syndrome thing. So it wasn't something I wanted to be like, you're just embarrassed to talk <laughs> yeah, about it. Like, yeah, Oh, yeah. I'm going to take shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, and now, but so at no point were you like, I have something phys like for you to be able to say there, I'm not well, I have a medical issue. Like you, without having to be so specific, you just felt like, you gotta go take a shit and and yeah. I can't explain that to people. Yeah. Okay. Whereas now, after everything I've been through, I'll be the most open about anything right. that nobody That's wants to hear like about. I, I was like, I don't even care. And I don't know point. the end to the to what you're getting to, yeah. but I feel like you're about to say like you you found the proper diagnosis, but yeah. at the time you weren't able to say, I don't feel well. There's something happening. I you know, I need to handle this or I need to work from home or whatever. You're just gonna deal with it, be in pain, be uncomfortable. Right. And okay. yeah, it was kind of just exactly what I did and would just go with it and deal with it, figure it out. Until this day where I did walk into my doctor and was just like, oh yeah, um, he looks at me feeling okay. Nope, I had a fever last night. And he's telling me I look pale and I'm like laughing. I'm like, well, I've never looked pale in my life. So if I'm looking pale, something might be wrong. I don't know, he checks all my vitals and just literally everything's low. And he just looks at me and he's like, I have to admit you today and i'm like okay i was like I, yeah i don't feel well i feel dizzy and whatnot and he's like i'm admitting you right now we'll put you in the bed okay uh 30 36 days later is when i came out wow where are you i mean jefferson 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 yeah here in philly yeah um two things in those 36 days one was I was made aware that my friendships were beyond real because huh. there were people there every day or every night. And How long ago was this? 2016. I remember 2016. This. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, you commented on my thing, yeah. actually. I do know that. Um, yeah, there was someone there every day from new friends. Well. The high school friends were there. I feel like I almost, I don't know why. I feel like I almost might cry while you're telling this. All right, go ahead. The high school friends were there, right? So, I yeah, they were all there. I had every single one of them were coming um, multiple times. And then new friends were in and out the whole time. Um, they knew, obviously from diagnosis, yeah, all straight players. That was fine. Um, and with this said, 
look, I'm still sitting here in this. I know people have been through a lot more shit, so this isn't a sob story or nothing like that. Sure. It's yeah, just, no, it's just, we're I'm, just shooting the shit, right? Yeah, this I'm what asking the question. So. Um, so it's, it is all sort of colitis. Yeah. So that was definitely, that's definitely in me. They had, they knew that severity or whatnot. I don't know if they knew or not. Um, so we were going through it and then, so I'd got their tests, everything was done and they were like, all right. And I'm like, I'm in like pain that I've never been in before. Like my stuff, it's not even like a stomach. I was just like, I couldn't explain the pain. It's funny because I did this on purpose today in the sense of like, just going back to when everything happened. But like, I was on like stupid doses of morphine. Oh, wow. Like on a level where it was ridiculous. Like my brother, I still remember my brother coming in and asking the doctor, like he's not going to be addicted to like morphine when he gets out of it, right? And it was just the pain I was in. Like I was in... are you getting interven- intravenously? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. For during the 36 days. Yeah. Every day, every four hours. Hitting a button? No. They are coming and pumping me. Mm. Eventually, we changed to the button because I was like, you're taking too long. Right. I need something like to keep me going. Um. So, all straight flies. Then I had C. diff at the same time, which they were worried about getting in your bloodstream, which is another thing that would can do all sorts of stuff mm-hmm. to you and then at the same time they were like you have e coli as well wow but you can't treat all of them at the same time because yeah. you can't treat the e coli for the c diff and then the also how do you get the e coli we still don't know because that was a thing that was actually going around mm-hmm. in southeastern pennsylvania mm-hmm. was e coli with beef with farms that people visit pretty frequently as a tourist thing right uh, so when I hear that, I'm just, I'm just super yeah, curious because no I know that's a thing. I don't know anyone that ever actually had it, but that's a thing that people were very concerned about yeah. over the last, you know, 10 mm-hmm. years really here. And then they ended up <laughs> with the E. coli thing. They ended up coming with, it was a false negative. So I think I either flushed it out of my system or they just didn't know, like literally, right. cause there was so much other stuff going on. Yeah. Um, they can tell I lost tons of weight, obviously. Cause I was just like. There was nothing to me at yeah. one point, but everything was swollen because they're pumping so much drugs with me. Wow. Um, so then it wasn't until towards the end. So like, I don't know, let's say day 28. I mean, like I said, going through this, I've had everybody there. Mm. I've now made this like room, my own room. Mm. Like I bought my own TV. It's in. been a month. I bought, yeah, I bought my own TV in. I've got like. Yeah, watch sports. Pictures and shit. Yeah, there was. <laughs> It was in, it was a summer. Like there was a European yeah, championship, soccer championship yeah. going on. I was like, I got games to watch. Like I'm not, you can make, like I'm, I have stuff to do here. Mm. Um, I knew every nurse and they was, I mean, they were just like, oh, you're like our easiest patient. Like I was like, well, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not dying. Like I'm sick, but I'm, and I'm trying would, to figure out how to get better. I'll talk to you guys. You're like, you're my age. Like we can connect. Yeah. Like, what would you be doing? I was like, I'd rather be, I don't know, down the beach or at the bar. Like I don't. Right. Um, so yeah, it wasn't until I guess like, I think it was around the 28th day and they gave me an option and they were like, we can put you on another infusion medication that may not work or you can have surgery. Hmm. And I was like, okay. I was like, I'm, Without you telling me anything, I'm leaning into surgery because I've been through medication sort of like the last four years and I'm here and it hasn't helped me. So what, which way are we going? 
Um, and then I was like, so what do we do for surgery? And in my mind, I was like, all right, surgery is, they know there's stuff in my colon. They'll just cut that bit out and we're good to go. Right. So I'm like, yeah, I'll, I think I want surgery. Can I talk to the surgeon? And, you know, they have to go through the whole explanation of what's going to happen. So he comes in and we're sitting there. It's like me and my parents. And he's like, all right, this is, would be the surgery. He's like, we've removed your entire colon. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, what do you mean the entire, like the whole thing? And he was like, yeah, we, I was like, you can't just cut the infected part out and, you know, mm-hmm. reconstruct whatever you got to do. He's like, no, the only option is to take the whole thing out. And I'm like, all right. So then now I'm kind of shook. And then uh, we go through everything. Like, what's the thing? And I was like, and then he was like, well, then you have to have a bag attached to your stomach. Cause that's where your waste is going to go after right. you remove your colon and that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, but do I have that for my whole life? And now this would be me going back to being myself mm-hmm. and the age I'm at and what, where we are. I was like, I can't, I can't live with a bag on my stomach. I'll just deal with the pain. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not doing it. And then they were like, no, we can reverse it after a certain amount of time Heels. and you can then get rid of the bag. So I was straight up right then. Once he had said that to me, I was like, I offer surgery. Mm-hmm. I was like, get this shit out of me. And, and of course the surgeon's like, you're going to be fine once we do this for you. And like, so I'm like, <laughs> no pun intended. I'm shitting myself because of what he said. Um, but I'm like, yeah, I want surgery. Mm-hmm. Like pretty flat out. And that was kind of it. And he was like, all right, we're going to do your surgery in three days. That was 20. Yeah. He did it two days after I said yes. And then I went home two days after that. Mm. But I do remember I woke up with a bag on me. Mm-hmm. Obviously freaking out. Like I woke up and I was just like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. So I did eight weeks with the bag. Pretty much didn't leave my house. Mm. Like obviously I went home. Parents. I, I couldn't really do much anyway. Like I was pretty, pretty beat up. Mm. Um, I did have one episode uh, I think I was home for like three days and like obviously like now we're again back at my parents house everybody's letting loose like my parents are happy like I'm home mm. they're all hammered Nelson comes over to see me and the Olympics were on this year okay we're watching Phelps and we're all sitting there and I'm like alright I'm we're all sitting there like Nelson's sitting there like he came to see me and I'm like, I don't feel great. I'm just going to take a minute. Went upstairs. I came back downstairs and like nothing works. Like My body is just like not. And like I've gone black and blue everywhere. What do you mean black and blue? Just like so, no circulation. I can't get fluids out on me. Like I just feel everything feels off. Like I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. So I come downstairs and. Nelson's the only sober person in my house. And he looks at me. He's like, dude, what the fuck is going on? He's like, you don't look. He's like, I'm taking you to the hospital. Whips me to Lansdale Hospital. We get there. I still got my V run. I mean, he runs in, grabs this nurse and is like, just get this dude to the back. They rush me into the back. um, And give me like a pill. And they're just, first, obviously, they're asking me, like, what's going on? And I'm, like, explaining. I'm, like, you're conscious. You're, yeah, you just, I'm, like, you just feel I, this is what up. I just got home from two days ago. Like, yeah. and then 
give me a pill. And then I tell Eric to come back. I'm like, you'll come to my where they had me. And he just looks at me. He's like, and the nurse has told him what they've given me. And he just looks at me. He's like, you take a pill? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, dude, you just look like a brand new person. I was like, yeah. I was like, I feel like I can talk and stuff again. Like, had something to do with the, because now they built, there's a pouch in me, right? Right. Um, had something to do with it opening and closing. Uh-huh. And it got too tight. And apparently this pill just like opened it back up. Oh, like a muscle relaxer maybe. Yeah. Um, so he was like, you better remember that day that I like saved your life. And like, right, bro, you <laughs> yeah. drove me to the hospital and you took the longest way there. So, um, so yeah, I did that. Um, but I, I mean, the point of that story is really away from the sickness is going back to those high school friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and not even the high school friends. Like I, put a Facebook post up just thanking the support I got from everybody and the amount of people I hadn't talked to that just know me mm. that left a comment or left a like mm. you being one. Yeah. Um, it, that shows kind of a lot of the people that we know. Yeah. And I guess of myself, I don't know. Um, so yeah, that, that I, I it kind of just right? rolls back into what this is all about. Like the high school thing, you didn't think, they were your friends, but then they mm. somewhat showed that they cared. It's not just a like at the end of the day, man. Like, it comes back to be like, wow, they took that took a time, regardless if it was a second. Mm. They could easily scroll by your name if they didn't like you, right? So, mm-hmm. but yeah, so it's it's something you know you live yeah. with and you take care of yourself. I mean, I'm sure I could be a lot better than I am. I just yeah. I'm not willing to give up my life. Where it's not stopping me from doing anything. This, but yeah. Like it yeah. was stopping me at one point and I made that decision. Um, now I can handle it. Yeah. Um, and I, I do my best not to make it a burden on anybody else. I mean, like I don't want my girlfriend having to deal with it. Yeah. Though she does. She knows. Sure. Right? So there's definitely times where she's like, Fuck. which is fair to her. Yeah. But then she also gets it. But I don't, it's not. I did that already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, now it's you live and you learn, you grow up. So that's it. You just that's kind of it. Manage. So, so how's life now? Life now? Ah, uh, I am not a professional soccer player. <laughs> <laughs> not doing it. Nah, because if we if I was, I would have flown you out to like wherever uh, I am, and we would have done this. That would have been great. Um, you travel a lot. I'll still we could do another podcast, and I'll, I'll come out to wherever you. I definitely. You're tra- I do. I do. I do travel. I try to travel a lot. It's something that is like very important I, to me. Um, I looked at your, uh, I looked at your um, Facebook because uh, uh, I work with uh, a soccer fan, and I was like, this guy's always like, this guy's from England, from London. This guy's always like traveling. I'm like, this guy's pictures, like your pictures are all just dope travel. I, 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 I think there's a lot out there. Um. There is. I so I haven't done a lot of I haven't done like really any international travel outside of like, you know, Canada and like the Dominican Republic. Well, I've never been to Canada, so you got that on me. All right. So, you know, I can tell you all about Toronto and Montreal. I uh, and I've been the I've been to like a, a uh, what do you call it, a resort in the yeah. Dominican Republic and that's about like that's all my my passport has. I think I mean I I've kind of changed the way going out in the sense of I'd rather save it 
to go away. Especially now. It's easy. And, and you know that. why it's easier now? Because my friends do have kids and they can't do anything. Yeah. And I will be 100% honest, having a girlfriend that wants to do that, it makes it a lot easier, right? I have, a, I have my travel buddy now. Yeah. So, yeah, the places to go see, I know I have someone to go with me. It's harder to get your boy to go with you or something mm-hmm. like that. But now you're in a relationship, so what's, who cares? Right. So it's always been something I'd like to do and want to do. So I think, yeah, like I just take back. I put more money away to go travel mm-hmm. and do it that way. Yeah. Um, I should put more money away to do other things. But <laughs> if I'll get the traveling bit out of my, you know, I mean, it's just something. Yeah. And it, I think it's also, I mean, it, it looks one way too, because my traveling is a lot just to London. Right. Sure. Sure. But that's just going home, really. Right. Um, so when you say put away, you tell me it's, I'm curious about it because I'm very financially novice. When you talked about like just spending money, that was my, you know, when you were in, in your 20s, just spending money in New York. That was me in Connecticut. Uh, my first run in Philly. Shit, sometimes some some different weeks here in Philly now on this run. Uh, okay. just, you know, just spending money, 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 money. But are you talking about like putting away in savings or you, I mean, yeah, for, for, your tr- for travel stuff and, and, and things. Yeah. Now, I like- mean, I will openly admit I'm bad. I'm more of live it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a bit of both. I mean, I'm saying I do more in the sense of like, all right, so people are like, oh, you want to go out for a drink or you want to go out to dinner and that kind of stuff. I don't have a problem saying no. Because I'm actually saving that weekend's money to put away for a trip, and that just mm-hmm. knowing and that's that what I mean. Like going, with that, are you putting that into that, a savings account or into like a yeah. into a, some long term thing? Or yeah, yeah. I'm just curious, just in, in how you think. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. There'll be that. I need to put more into my savings account for like long term. Mm-hmm. I think my she probably gonna listen to this, so I don't know. But I think my life's definitely getting more real in. The life aspect mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm like I said, I've been lucky enough to do enough what I've wanted to do. Um, obviously, there's more that I want to do, but uh, it's moving forward in a different way. Um, so, yeah, the the savings aspect has to change in some sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but like, yeah, I. It's not the right way. I don't know if it's the right way or the wrong way, but yeah, I go to work so I can enjoy my life. Is this what you expected? No, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. I can honestly say I didn't know what to expect. All I can say honestly is that like the relationships I built are everything I would I want. Yeah. Um again like I I said it before moving here was easily the best thing that's ever happened to me. What do you think be going on right now if you never moved? Parents stayed in in West London? I'd probably be in trouble. Was West London rough or? Well, we all, yeah, pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I, I still follow a, like it's on Instagram. They do like the happenings of mm-hmm. where they are. I mean, there's a stabbing, a breaking in, a shooting or something every, every other day. We, I mean, I did. I grew up in like a very minority. Yeah. Based area. Do, do they call it? I, I apologize if this is, do they call it Cockney? I have a Cockney accent. Yeah. So you, like, like I consider that like, like rough. Right? Yeah. It's like, very Rrr. street. And yeah. it's, I don't know about her, but it's, it's, it's <laughs> I don't mean pirate. No, no, no. I know what you mean. It's, uh, 
it's it's definitely street yeah. slangish talk. I mean, my parents don't talk like I talk, but it's it's it, it, yeah, it's where I grew up and how I went to school and this kind of stuff. Um, no, if I wasn't here, I don't think it would have been that great to be honest. Really, um, I don't think it would. Just knowing the type of person you are, you know, and what you've learned, knowing how hard you just kind of described everything. Just imagining what you've come through. And you don't think that over your... You, I just... If I, you would imagine yourself in London. But when I was... When we moved here, I was getting in a lot of trouble. I was with the wrong people in school. Mm. And I was getting in a lot of trouble. Like, police and then in in school. Yeah. Like, I was reporting to, like, the uh, principal mm-hmm. every Friday. I was getting reports written about me every week because of the crew I was, like, rolling with at that time. Yeah. Um, and to this day, I think, I mean, I ran into one last Christmas in the grocery store when I was in London. He seemed to be, I had a wife, two kids. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one I stay in touch with on Facebook. Um, he seems to be doing right. He's single. I'm not really sure what he's doing, but he seems all right. Yeah. Two of them are dead. Wow. Um, one, yeah, one got shot in a drug thing. Um, the other one overdosed. Um, and that was just kind of who I was with my school crew when I would go home and my street friends, they were, it was different, right? We were still going out playing sports, but like even them now, I mean, they're, some of them have, I don't know where they are. They're Mm -hmm. not on the street that we grew up on anymore. They've been through their own problems. And then the other ones are still there. They have their kids and they work and they're fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do always go back and will forever say moving here was, and if I go back to them, mm. they say the same thing. They're like, you moving. Best thing that happened to you. was easily so the best thing out. that you ever did. Wow. I just don't think, I think I easily would not have applied myself. Like I said, I didn't apply myself here, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think I did enough. I mean, I I went to school. You made it. Yeah, you, I did a little. I did a little. I did a little bit, and I yeah. Fucked you got through the system. I fucked around with the system. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just don't think I even would have bothered over there. Yeah. Because everybody around me didn't. So why? Do you think you would have eventually? Do you think you would have fulfilled that soccer dream? It's hard to say because I think I may have. Because, like I said, if I wasn't at school. I was always playing, right? So I wasn't, I was always playing. Mm. Um, And my school friends, they weren't really my friends. They were just, so so I went to school like 40 minutes away from where I grew up. Mm. Um, So it was, it was a very different dynamic. Um, It was also like in a very rough, like even rougher area. Isn't it fucking weird that you went from, England, West London, kind of rough area, slightly dangerous where some people, you know, the type of thing you hear about inner cities in America to like whitewash suburbia, gate, almost not gated, but cul-de-sac community. Isn't that fucking wild? Yeah. That's probably why I didn't know what the hell to do at the, at the beginning, right? That's like crazy. A, just a weird can I, I don't, I'm not interested in like how much your parents made, but like, I'm just curious in like going from such a culture shock, 
Is London so much more expensive? Was your dad's job that much more better when he came to America? Yeah, both different, right? So London definitely expensive as shit. Like yeah. it's it's always gonna be um that. Like I said, parents didn't go to school. Longest, shortest story. Dad started at the same company he was with straight out of high school there. Like I said, a lot of people don't go to college from there. Linear story. He stayed Just in the same company. He's working at the same company now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, when we came here, I lived in, we actually lived in Germany for a year and a half in 93. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, he was transferred there for a job. Same company. Um. But I went to an international school. All American kids. So I had my exposure of American kids there. Uh-huh. But it was different because it was an international school. So everybody was from everywhere. Right. Um, but yeah, he got transferred here as this is the head campus of the world for Unisys. So it was significantly different. Mm-hmm. Also, the cost of living. Especially at that time. Cheaper here. Yeah. You're getting a lot than, more for, than your, London. for your for your buck. For yeah. Your, at that i mean more so at that time. i mean you hear that now i just never really thought about it in the sense of like raising a family or anything like that yeah. um and, it's, know, I'm and i don't even think about it in london i think about it in the sense of oh going to paris is expensive or, right you know so yeah that, that's wild and, but with that said it's expensive to live here yes right so that's my whole point is that it's crazy to think when I think about like Philadelphia, the suburbs. I look at, at rental and mortgage prices now and and I go, wow, it's so fucking crazy. And I, I don't even feel like it's worth that. And it keeps going up and up and up. And and of course, you know, other places in the United States are so much worse. New York. Uh, I lived in Connecticut for two years. Um, California's bonkers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, to hear for it to be such an upgrade for you. That's such enough. That's like going from from like North Philly, yeah, to yeah. Norwin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's weird because it is weird because, like I said, you came from like I came from somewhere that is expensive to live, and even now going back, it's expensive. But it's I I want to say I want to say it, and I don't know if it's correct or not, but it's harder to live here than it is there. And the only reason I'm going to say it is only because of how I know of living there, mm-hmm. right? You can like hustle and make a way easier than you can here. I mean, it's just different. I mean, yeah. and I think now I get the best of, I mean, again, spoiled, lucky, whatever it is, but I get the best of both. Yeah. Now my vacation is to go see my family and I get London at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I actually enjoy going back to that little dumpy not knowing what's going to happen. It's yeah. like, it's cool. Cause like now I feel like it's like when rappers talk about going back to the hood. Yeah, It's not that extreme. Like I'm <laughs> like, not like when Meek Mill talks about sitting back in her beanie yeah, seals. I'm, I'm, I'm still not, I don't have a Bentley taking me anywhere I'm going. It's not, um, but you're going back and seeing the old kind of the old. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? And, and it's different. Like now I go back, they're older. They have kids too. And it's, yeah. it's kind of a different vibe, at least on my street. Like the area is still what it is, but do you the, still feel can you still have a connection to that specific street you grew up oh, yeah. on? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm scared. I'm at, and it, you got this. That's like my grandparents' house. So okay. like I kind of grew up with them because my parents were always traveling. That's what I mean. Like you still kind of have like a feeling of ownership there. So like I, was, I always get scared. What happens when 
they're gone. Because mm. I'd never want to lose a house. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it is, you have a home there. Yeah, and I think it, I don't think it needs to go anywhere. Yeah. Like, I'm willing to take, it's it's paid off. It's like, there's nothing right. there. Right. There's nothing to worry about. It's like, right, yeah, you right, need to right. keep upkeep on it. Do you think you would ever move back there? No. 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 I get all settled on. I, I would I would definitely never move back there. Would you set up a residence to go to just live there? I said if back and forth. I think depending on what happens with life and family. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be able to afford where I want to live. I want. I would want to live. This is where you want to be. In well, here is here. If I was going to London, it would have to be Center City, London, kind of how it is here, right? Which again, and then you're looking at stupid prices. Mm-hmm. Not right, really, sure. Literally not really affordable. Yeah. As simple as. Same thing, yeah. Um, If I was ever asked to move there for work for a couple of years, 100%. Yeah. Again, has to be in town, like in the city. Mm-hmm. But now this is home. Yeah. Without a doubt. That's so cool. That's still home, but this is This, this is, is it. That's yeah, cool because, you know, home. you really spent half and half. Yeah. And um, that, now I've done more here. Yeah. I mean, now, right. At this point now you have it. and that's I mean it's not by much though, you know. No, you you did no. you've done what, like maybe twenty one twenty one here, twenty two here? I did, yeah, what, fourteen there and I'm thirty five, so Yeah. So I'm twenty one. So that. you know, but I mean when you got out of college, you kinda of go like you were half and half and, and yeah. you've really And I yeah, I mean, obviously I owe a ton to my parents in that sense of First of all, even over there, just allowing me to live that street life a little bit. Yeah. In the sense of, you know, I mean, it was also, I should say my grandparents because they were always traveling. So we were just like, yo, we're going out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were kids on the street. Like that's, it's, it was very, that sort of, and this is not a neighborhood. Like I'm talking like just a regular street, mm-hmm. right? Like row homes and that. And yeah. Um, but then, Bringing me here and literally doing everything they've done for me and, and pushing me at the same time. Yeah, it was. It doesn't sound like it was the first six months and and maybe a little hangover it doesn't sound like it was easy for you. No, it wasn't. And they know that. I mean, that's, and you had to lean on your family. It sounds like your brother, your sister, your parents. That's all you really yeah. had. I mean, I don't think I spoke to my dad for like wow. a lot of that six months. Like I hated him. Yeah. Only because he took me away from the only thing I knew. Mm-hmm. It had nothing else to do with anything mm-hmm. else, right? Um, it had to be hard for them, and and oh yeah, but at the same time, but they knew they, better. You made it through with their help, right? And they knew better. Like they had always known this would be a better place for us to grow up in. Yeah, I just couldn't see it at that point. Yeah, and now I like I do sometimes laugh at it, and we go back, and family comes over here, and they're just like, oh, <laughs> for all of it, everything I've been through, it does for me go back to high school, obviously, because mm-hmm. that's where I met. And was able to, I guess, find myself mm-hmm. a bit. Because cool. by the time I went to school, college, I knew who, who the fuck I you was. You were. And what I wanted to do. That's cool. And like, there's probably quite a few people out there that probably listen to me or hear me or see my pictures and think I'm a complete dickhead. And, you really? know, I, you know, my, they're probably like, oh, yo, he's like, uppity or it could be wherever. And I think you have a perception. I don't know. I, and Brad, I'll be dead serious. I don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah. And the reason I don't is because... But you say that as almost like you've... No, the reason I say it because I, I know I've met people until they've spoken to me and then been like, 
ah, we saw there and that's not who you were. Oh, okay. Because I've met, and I can say that because I've met new people via my girlfriend and stuff like that, right? Sure. Who have no idea who I am, yeah. but had just seen what she had shown via social media. Right. No one's ever talked right. to me until like that. So yeah. I don't know if I do or I don't. That, again, may just be in my head, but. I I, I mean, as far like, listen, I'm, this is the podcast where I go, yeah, a little bit of a dickhead. <laughs> so far from that. So just, you are one of the, I don't want to say one of the few, but you are a hundred percent so clear in my head so far from like one of the, I've always felt a hundred percent, even though I, we never hung in the same, yeah. in the same circle in any way. We're going to go on now. Though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. But, but like, it's, it's never, I've never ever felt any type of dickhead headedness or anything like that. From which you. I appreciate obviously. Yeah, man. But yeah, I definitely, I mean, I think inside of me, I may have think. But when I, you so I was surprised when he's talked about like, you know, that stress he had in high school about who can you invite to your party or who who you can't have your. I was like, wow, <laughs> that was surprising. <laughs> that was shocking. I mean, yeah, that was also just like that was like so you I'll be honest, you laid some of that out exactly as I envisioned it. Exactly that no one and I haven't talked to anyone from those groups, that group specifically to to put it out as plainly as that all right i will say this going so i mean i spoke to nelson gabbert was like he loves this too right so which you've seen yeah. and nelson today was like you're the best one that can go and do this because you have a different upbringing and then you came here saw us and you always kind of just say out straight too so you have a good story and to uh, represent the crew yeah he did give me that because if there wasn't me, I mean, I mean, they, I mean, they, I feel like they would all do it too, and they would like to do it. Yeah, which is they, and I will a hundred percent. I'm not even that, but they, everybody has their own story, right? So yeah. there's no, I want you to know, there's no like exclusion. I'm no, not not asking them. No. I just haven't gotten of course. to no, it. No, 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 no. I mean, this and you reached out first, and so that's yeah, you know, um, because I think like <laughs> if there was another one, unfortunately he's not here. It would be Evan to get him. Um, and you probably get a lot more, mm -hmm. a lot more lyrics on this thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but he would be another one that would be able to give you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but a different side of it, kind of where I went, like I said, the story I went through and then the friendships yeah. I got and I consider them special. That's all it really is for me. Yeah. So, so we talked about a lot of different stuff, but the one thing that we didn't really talk about at all was the fact that you're Indian. Yeah, that's I think like it's probably more common. I mean, you even talked about like just your your upbringing being more diverse, but um, common in England and other parts where British Empire, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I don't know the history. Exactly. Or the nonsense. Yeah. yeah. But what was that like coming to the United States uh, where you may be British, but in my head, you're an Indian guy to people who don't get to speak to you, know you just from the outside? Um, like I think I touched on it a little bit before, but I think that was one of the toughest things coming into the area that we were in. <laughs> I don't think people understood when I spoke, I spoke with an English accent that threw a lot of people off. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, like I said, there just wasn't a lot of people that looked like me. There weren't a lot of Indian people at Wissigan at that time, I don't think. And like I did brush on it and I still remember it. The ones that were there. Yeah. We're not very talkative. 
I know you you put Rishi's name out earlier. He was. Like Rishi. He, yeah, he yeah. had his own crew and he was pretty like confident in himself and doing very well now yeah. from what I know. Um, but like the other ones didn't really. It was very, Indian crew was very academic based. Yeah, yeah. And not, I'm not known for a social. Completely the opposite. Yeah. So, I, yeah. So, and like I said, they weren't, I mean, they would literally walk by me and be like, oh, nope. Yeah, I wasn't academic. And again, it goes back to me trying to find my friends. I grew up a different way, mm -hmm. right? Um, so yeah, but I, and I, I will say, I think then I was like, in a weird way, didn't want to admit I was Indian. Mm. I think, yeah, I can think I can say that in at that point. Um, and be like, yeah, now nah, I'm English. And even even to this day, when someone asks me a question, where are you from? From England. What are you? I'm English. That's where I was born. Right. But I'd be like, nah, but like my heritage is Indian. Are your parents from India? No. From England? My grandparents are from India. Okay. My dad was actually born in Africa. Wow. He was born in Tanzania. Wow. And then my mom, my mom was born, literally born in India and then taken straight to London. Okay. Both my parents had moved to England before they could talk, I think. They weren't, yeah. Because you, you, um, you assimilated with a very white crew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I went to school in London with all black kids. Right. Um, I'm not a big, uh, I still don't think I am. I'm not like, a, I don't, obviously I do, but I don't really see color. It's never mm -hmm. been something, something that has put me off of anybody or thrown me a different way or, yeah. um, and it's probably cause I'm not white. Right. And I've come to, and I've been to different places. Um, I don't like to be looked at how I get looked at some places. So why would I look at someone else yeah. that way? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, I'm Indian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's fun. It is funny though because it's, well, it's it's progressed here a lot, right? right. Since when I was there, now it's I, such I, a. It feels like such a stereotype. Yeah, which is everything is. But you're everyone. No one fits a stereotype. But you're so furthest from the stereotype that I think mm. has been. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think that America. took adjusting for people to realize that, right? That was the adjustment. Yeah. Not because of what I look like or anything. It was like, oh, he's not what we're, we're used to. Which I can't, I can't put blame on anybody for that at that time. I think now if it was to happen like in present day, mm -hmm. I can be like, you're ignorant. Cause well, I guess what I'm wondering is, were you just like, holy fuck, gas stations and, and 7-Elevens and, you know what I mean? Like, were you shocked? No, at the portrayal? because I've been there before. Okay. So that was the norm. Okay. And it's sort of the norm there in England too. If you, it like, is. If, so, I, yeah. Did you grow up with with other Indian it, kids? It, yeah. I mean, I know you grew up with black kids, but there were, I, I imagine so much street so was much more, more. The street was more Indian. Yeah. Right. Those street kids are all more Indian. School was more black, white. You were 40 minutes away from home yeah, and different. Um, but it's the same kind of thing if you think. All right, so the whole Indian going to England is obviously because of the war and like the history stuff. Mm -hmm. But it was the same kind of thing then. Like the, the first jobs in England was like a corner store or a 7 Eleven mm -hmm. or your own a store on a street or that kind of thing. So yeah. that whole part of coming here was never. You expected it, you already knew it. Yeah. Okay. Like, 
I mean, I'm, I'm like I said, growing up, I've been a dickhead and like taking in my own thing because I kind of can. But I think we all do it if you're that person. But like, I've gone to a Halloween party, you know, dressed up, and everyone was like, "What are you?" I was like, "I'm a taxi driver. I don't need to dress up." Like that's, and they're like, "Oh shit, yeah, you can do that." But that's like now, right? <laughs> yeah, like, that's now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it kind of goes back to like that and how it's progressed. Like, there's I think in general, there's just more Indian people around now here. Um. At least what we're seeing, I would say, even in our yeah. in the area back at home. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's funny. Like people always say to me, like, oh, "I went to an Indian wedding and the thing was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved it. Like, there yeah. was this many people, and like, I think it's also growing up. Just, yeah. It always is. Is this because yeah. it's the same people that didn't know anything? The one thing I did notice about moving to where we we went to school, um, was that like. And more in my group, because I don't know about the other people, but yeah. they'd never been anywhere. Like, the f- they'd gone to the shore. Like, that's that's where you've traveled uh. to. Um, so you've Your crew ne- hadn't traveled? No. They never got, like, you might have gone to Florida right. or the shore. And I'm like, so who, who, who the fuck are you to tell me what somebody else or where yeah. they're from if you've never gone and done it? Um, and this is within my own crew, right? So this is allowed to be said and open. Yeah. I've done it with them. Um, yeah, if you've never been anywhere, you can't. And and again, they, we were young kids. So they, you know, you grow up and you meet people and you do stuff. And But yeah, I, not not a lot of them would, had been anywhere. You know what's funny is when you were talking earlier just about you know, what you've done and the crew and, and my thought, and I was kind of talking about like, you know, upper class and, and I just kind of assumed and a lot of my assumptions about school going into school were based off of movies, TV, similar to yours. Um, and so I assumed that, yeah, sure. While there were trips, trips to the beach, I assumed that they were also going on trips to Paris, like Brenda and Donna did. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I just assumed that there were international trips with family and and kind of like what you see now with with maybe our 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 classmates now, how they on Facebook you'll see pictures they yeah. take family yeah. now to overseas and and I assume that was what was going on with the upper class. And I kind of think a lot of that is they you're seeing it now because they didn't get to experience it. Um I also think a lot of uh, quite a few people not just from us, but just people I've met, um, and a lot, definitely a lot younger than our year. Mm-hmm. Like I, know, like I said, my brother's four years younger than me, but like and us. But they, I guess it's because of progression. But I feel like they traveled a lot more. Like they went to college and did the travel abroad and like oh. that kind of stuff. Like all right, Dan Cassidy, yeah, he went, he traveled abroad. He went and did New Zealand and Australia. Okay, but he's one of the very few. In at least my crew, I don't think anybody else did it. But you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it wasn't until a little later um, in life where they chose to do it themselves. Yeah. Which is interesting that you say you would think. I Yeah, I would just assume trips. that that's what, you know, and yeah, there rich people there do. Wasn't, there, there wasn't many. It's just, I, I still to this day, like I'm still, the shore is your vacation. Like, come on, man. It's like. Right. Tons out there. I've never, uh, I, like I said, I don't have much travel international. That's like the thing now as an adult that, that bothers me probably the most is not. It's just, I, 
And yeah, no, some you can't. It's not like it's not easy to do. Obviously, right? It takes planning, it takes money, and all that kind of stuff. I will just say it's worth it. Yeah, it's oh, worth. Yeah, it's yeah. just worth spending the money on that. Where's your favorite place to go in the world? Where's my favorite place I've been? All right, so you're gonna laugh at this. My favorite city in the world today is always gonna be New York City. Forever, I, I think it's that's not laughable. I think it's the best city in the world. I don't agree, but that's not laughable. <laughs> London's home, and it's the next because it's it's just different. It's a very different city from anywhere else I've ever been. Um, my favorite place that I've ever been would probably be. I wonder. It's gonna be weird. I say Acapulco. I had a great time there. Really, that's pretty different. But there's places that I want to go that. I haven't gotten to. Like where? So I want to do the Far East. Japan's my my bucket like, list trip. Japan, China. I need to get to Australia. Like this is that's the direction I want to go now. Yeah. Europe. I mean, I've been to Europe. It's a train rides for you. Yeah, it's fun. I will say I actually love Paris. Okay. Um, I enjoyed Paris a lot as an adult. Because I'd done Paris as a kid, didn't really mean anything. Yeah. Um so I, I enjoyed like Epcot. it. <laughs> same right um <laughs> paris is uh i feel like there's a little bit of bad stereotype to them because they were like actually very very nice what do you think like people hate the french is that what you mean i mean i, I don't really like the french but you know is that, um, what, you, is that what you mean like paris no they come across everybody says the french are rude oh i th- i think that's just a european bias in general but people here think the french are rude yeah, it's just a European bias. That's what I mean. People are biased towards the European, oh. like, the, like against the, yeah, the against French Europeans. Are the French all sort so. Of I mean, you know that's about the that's about like the yeah the nine like, eleven thing yeah, yeah, and yeah, freedom yeah. fries and and just bullshit and and people that don't know what the fuck they're talking about just like to say shit. Yeah, well, fair enough. Yeah, the and, French are, the- and also you know the French are, are French is the language of love, and so it's very easy to uh, uh, Talk- feminize right the french yeah. and so it's easy to just go french yeah yeah fair enough i mean they are a little stuck up i will say that but <laughs> but they were they were they, they were nice like I, i've never they people were helpful like yeah. all that kind of stuff um but yeah i want like i want to go to dubai i bit so i've been to dubai but i was only it was a layover mm. um i've done india uh i actually worked in india for six months wow yeah, it wasn't. I, I, I will say I was on suicide watch for six months. Not real suicide, but yeah. I was not happy. No, no good. No. So let me ask you. I mean, just I mean, I've heard so much. So I worked in wrestling where um, when people go to India, it is lookout season for stomach viruses and things like that. How was that for you going there? So this <laughs> this may have been where it actually really started. Yeah. Because. All right. So two. In my perspective, two ways of India. Um, I'm from the north. A lot more westernized. A lot more going out, cultural, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. I was in South India, which is still very... um, Not now, but you know what I mean. Like, they're still very old. Local. Yeah. Traditional. Traditional, that kind of stuff. Um. So when I was down there, I was, and obviously they knew I came from here. Um, again, you're different. You're not really like Indian, whatever you want to call it. Um, so that it was tough. Like, and I was, I was, 
the youngest person there, I was 20. This is right out of school. First job out of school. Mm. Um, so I'm like there by myself. And yeah, just miserable. <laughs> what I did take away from it was the experience of like seeing what I saw as far as like how I got to work and what I witnessed and how people live and like the slums that you really go through, like slums. Yeah. And these people are smiling every day. Yeah. And like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, that definitely hit me in like, holy shit. Can I tell you, that's, those are the things that interest me way more than like going to see a tower or a mountain, seeing, just seeing life, culture, real world, how they, how it exists and just soaking it in and learning it. Like, yeah, I mean, that hit, like, yeah, you're here alone, but you're, you're okay. Like, yeah. that was, like, real, real life. Um. So, yeah, I mean, India's done. <laughs> I would, no, I'd go back. I would still take, I would take people back or, like, go. But you I were just, saying that's when you thought your stomach issue started? Yeah, so I thought, it, so I definitely did get the deli buddy, right? So I, I think it came from a salad, mm. but I was at a hotel where you would think you're, so you obviously have to watch your water. You can't do sure. that sort of stuff. Didn't even think about it. I think it was from a salad. Must have been washed in the water. Right, I was going to say wash the, washing the salad. And yeah, that thing is no joke. That thing will kill <laughs> you for deal. like three days easy. So I did that and I was, I was out for like four days. Wow. And I don't think I ever recovered. And I, I actually never thought of it, right? Because then I came back. Went to New York and I yeah. was like partying, like doing whatever. Um, but that's when it exasperated. My it was my aunt that brought it up, and she was like, "I think you got sick in India." Yes, and I was like, "I never even put two and two together. I just thought this is a normal thing that happens at one point when you're here." Um, I don't even know what it is, but do you have dysentery? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is, but it sounds like you could have it. Um, <laughs> so maybe that was it. But wow, back, back to the traveling bit is like, yeah, I yeah. want to do. I want to go that way. Um, That's cool. It's just, uh, like I said, if, if if you have, like, I know people, like, doubt. They're like, why do I need to go there if I can go right here? It's just like, Cause you, just it's bang different. out, man. It's different. It's different. So let's go live it's it It's different. Yeah, man. I, so I took Japanese. We talked about it a few times on, on some podcast episodes. I took Japanese for three years. And in Japan, wrestling is, like, huge. Right. It's like a legit sport there. Uh, so it's been my dream to go see some some Japanese matches in wrestling uh, or some wrestling matches in Japan uh, and just live the culture, eat some food, um, go to the steakhouse, uh, maybe a little karaoke. I just want to immerse myself in the culture and and I would love to travel outside to other areas of Asia, China, Vietnam. Uh, Korea. I'd love to check it kind of all out. Yeah, I think. I mean, you should. You should do it. It's it's funny that you go back to wrestling. And like I said, I don't. I see you. I saw you at a wrestling show. So that's another thing that was really big in India, right? So we grew up. WWF was at that point beyond huge. It was like growing up as a kid. Yeah. So So this is what ninety four, three, two. Ninety four. Ninety four. Can yeah. I ask you? Okay, so this is super nerdy. This may not even make the pot. I may make this as like a, a separate clip. Were you 
Were you in on Wembley Stadium, 90, SummerSlam 92? Yes, I Bret was there. Hart versus... No fucking way! I was there. Yo, dude. All right. All right, now we're getting super nerdy. I was there. Me and my, me and my you brother. were at Wembley, Brett versus Davey? Yep. Me, my brother, my cousin, and my uncle. My dad's brother, Tucker. Pull that mic in front of you. The, yes, you, I was there. You were there. That's awesome. Yep. Me, my brother, my cousin, and my dad's brother. He took us. Um... Yeah, I remember it like back of my hand. Still mad the old Warrior didn't win. Yes, the Macho Man versus versus the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. And who who was who was on Ric Flair's side? That was the storyline going into that show. Yeah. Um, and then was, was Bulldog uh, like a big thing? Was that like a big thing for you? Yes. Yeah. I mean, he had to win. Yeah. 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 And his wife. But the storyline was like, I mean, we're kids then, so you're like, you're you're in it, and yes. you're just like. You're ruining a family and like all this stupid shit. Like, Thanksgiving hey, was a mess. Is, yeah, straight nerd shit. Like yes. I'm being no. I'm, Christmas was ruined in Calgary yeah. for the hearts because they were just it, it was a mess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I was there. Oh my god, that's so awesome! You're the only person I've ever met that was like yeah that was there that wasn't working there. Like as a fan, that's so awesome. I was there, and I'm still annoyed with it because I remember calling for my uncle calling for the tickets because my grandfather said he would buy them for us. So we're like, all right, we need four tickets. We get them. I mean, we're like nosebleeds, right? We're way up there. The row behind us, the two rows behind us, so the last two rows, just they get taken down to like the 11th row. But wow. our, and we were like, they're like, no, we're only getting this row. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh. Um, but yeah, uh, I forget what you just said something about before with the rest. Oh, with that was the one thing that did keep me going in India. I had two things that were running in, in English when I was there. Friends and wrestling. What year was this? This would have been 2008. That's when I was there. 2008. That's when I was writing SmackDown. Great Khali. Yeah. Great Khali. Yeah, dude, I was writing. You know what's actually pretty funny now? Because I know my brother listens to this. Yeah. We would sit there and I made him watch it. And this is like more recent, but they were like, oh, I'm like, all right, I can tell you everything that's going to happen. It's funny that you say you write it because I'm like, oh, I could have written this shit because I tell, I would say something. They were like, oh, you should just write it. And I'm like, well, now I know you were probably writing it. So it makes, more, it makes more sense to me now. 08, 09, I was, I was writing SmackDown. Absolutely. Creating those shows. I can't say I still watch it. I, it's just. I don't watch it. No, I don't. It doesn't appeal to me anymore. It's always going to be a part of me culture wise. Keep up on it. So yeah, I keep up. I, I'm, I'm infatuated with the business well that's what i mean i think i've been doing it since literally about i was four years old mm-hmm. i've literally been watching it um so it's still my they're still my kids superheroes in a way mm-hmm. one of those kind of things yep. i know it's not real i know it's not yep. that um i don't need anybody else to understand it but that's yeah. just one of my own things that i don't need to have it's anybody you, else do it's what you grew up idolizing yeah or, you it's know just one like, of those things and yeah. now i get more annoyed actually when i hear or look at it and i'm like i feel like you, you guys are taken away from what it was like it's a little yeah. very it's I'll, very theatrical i also think like there's nothing to relate to anymore like the the characters they had at one point were yeah and attitude like, era uh, well our high school era people NWO, that people DX. did people that never watched wrestling it was so easy to get into you yeah had stone cold you had your stone rocks, cold, you had all of them. dx anybody could watch it yep Yep, cool guys, cool, yeah. cool characters. 
And now it's very much like I'm a wrestler. And that's yeah. when I was there. That's very, I had a hard time um, acclimating to that culture of we are wrestlers versus, you know, just we're personalities. Right. Like, are um, we making a show? Are we doing wrestling now? Like, which, yeah. pick your angle because yeah. now you're confused. Is there anything that like you wanted to? So, you, I mean, you hit me up uh, like a couple of weeks ago and you're like, hey, I'd be down to do something. Was there was there anything like specific that you were hoping to get into, or you were just wanted yeah. wanted to do yeah. it? Yeah. I enjoyed the podcast, and it was kind of just like, yeah, I think I I think I have a good story, but maybe you want to put me on air or something. Do you remember me asking you to do the podcast? Yeah, you do remember. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I asked you to do it. That was why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I asked you to do it. Uh, uh, you were the second, uh, not second person, but after I'd done the first interview, yeah, I do remember. I asked you the very next day or the or two days after I'd done like Clyburn. Yeah, I saw you in the street. Yeah, yeah, and you said it. I was lit though. Oh, so was I, and I didn't even know how to sell it, and it wasn't out. It was when I introduced my girlfriend. Yes, because she even remembered, and that was the kind of way we left there. Because she, I was like, oh, this is Brad. He went to school with me. And you like put your hand out and she gave you a hug instead. Yes. I still remember. She's like, nah, we're giving a hug. Yes. Friend. Yeah. So then when we left, I was like, that's my friend. And she was like, well, how come I don't know him? I was like, you just gave him a hug because you said he was my friend. So where are we going? I was like, yeah, yeah that's my friend. Um, I do remember it. It was off. The, it was, that's what I meant. And then that's why I was like, oh, let's yes. do this thing. Yes. Yes. So we started getting like, I started doing more and more interviews uh, start happening. And then I was like. I felt like I needed it to be more than it was before I reached back out again. Cause I felt almost like, um, I felt like it was like an empty, not an empty promise, but an, an empty invite of like, Oh, I've got these two episodes now that are out. Like, come on. And right. you know what I mean? Right. So like, yeah, I'm thankful that you, I think it was a good time. It was fun. And especially was like fun. listening to all the ones and then seeing like where everybody came from. And then I don't know. So you had the benefit now at that time, you wouldn't have heard any episodes. So nah. you would have had you wouldn't have had any clue what to expect in any way Agreed. at that point. That I was think, back in uh, May. Yeah, I think, and then yeah, obviously just listen to it. I think uh, <laughs> Jason's one helped me a bit because not helped me, but he was like, I, he must have said so many times where he was just like, "I think I'm rambling," but we're just oh, shoot, we're yeah, just shooting right. shit, right? And I was like, I mean, this is kind of what it is. It's yeah, like, yeah, that's what a podcast is, and um, you gotta keep it going. It's quality, man. Thanks, man. Man, that makes me so happy. It's really good. Well, then you know what the the last thing. The last thing was, and I'm going to say this before. Yeah. Have you ever looked in there and made sure I didn't sign it? I haven't. Because there's a weird thing in my head that thinks I've already signed your yearbook. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So that was going to be me calling you out now this time. Oh, this is my question to you. Let's see. Let's see here. I've never told anyone who's actually on the, in this book. Uh, George Barreca's in here. Paul Gallardi. Eric Busick. Katie Evelyn. Bethany. Ellen. Justin Duffner. I, I would have done it on, yeah, I would have done it on the back. On the back? I just know how I am, so. Lauren Cook. Brandon Deese. All right, the last page. This is it, this is it man. Mm, I don't think so. All right. I'm gonna Hank Jones, Ryan Conway, 
John Drexler. There was a little bit of me that literally thought I would have, but I couldn't tell you where it was or what, you know. I, mean. I don't I don't think you did. I don't think you did. Um most of my memories of you are when you first came in, and then afterwards it's not anything negative. But I No, I think we just kind of like passed by each other, right? Yeah, like, and I could totally see myself not and course. asking and course, but I could totally see myself not asking you to sign it. Any of these pens that you see fit, anyone will see whatever one works will be the one. When you look at your quote, you had a million initials in there. I was able to name many of them. Yeah, I can still tell you who they are. P. Sempone, Cassidy, Nelson, Malhorn, Gabbert, Keenan, Corey. That's one I didn't know. Natalie Kuhner. That's one I didn't know. She used to drive me to school all the time. Rachel Weiss, Chris McQuaid, Andy Black. There you go. All still in the crew. Same crew. The only people that wouldn't be in here would be Kevin Rogers, which is weird, and Evan. But didn't they make us write these in our... Letters. or some shit yeah 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 he had to write i think the year before right early yeah so i didn't yeah i think you take the picture of the year before i was or... still like building them up yeah um but yeah i mean they're pretty much all there still that's awesome i'm glad i'd mentioned my mom and dad and my sister <laughs> <laughs> what a great time this has been no it's been great Thank now you. that and now you, you know for having me obviously oh man thanks for thanks for reaching out and coming and now that we both know where we are we gotta do this more often we'll city together well now we're friends from high school moving forward mm-hmm. now, right yes so. now we are friends after high school there you go <laughs> all right that was i'm a fanda and just man you know just a lot of fun uh great time hanging out and um just a different perspective. I, I appreciate Ama being just candid about his experience. And I don't know. I don't know if it makes me feel justified to hear him talk about, you know, the cool kids or the popular crowd um, in kind of somewhat of, of the light as I saw things. Uh, but I appreciate all the stories that he had uh, just, you know, about international uh, travel. And and it's something that uh, hopefully over the next year or so, maybe I'll have some uh some new fun stories of getting to uh, go abroad and and uh, expand my my life here, uh, as as Ama has. Um, in two weeks, my guest will be Rachel Kim. Rachel Kim did not actually graduate with us in Wizahickon. We're gonna hear her story, which I've got to be honest, uh, I didn't know anything about. Um, and Rachel is one of the better friends that I had after college. Very randomly, Rachel and I started hanging out in my late 20s. We both lived in Philadelphia, and she would just come over and hang out at my apartment with me and my friends and uh, my roommates. And um, then I just kind of lost touch with Rachel. Uh, and so this was the first time I've really seen Rachel or talked to Rachel in, I don't know, probably uh, five years or so, maybe even more. And so I was excited to talk about uh, high school Because Rachel was actually one of the first people that I would say, I can't believe we're hanging out because we never hung out in high school. And now here we are just randomly hanging out. Uh, And that was something that, you know, even when I was uh, 29, that that was such a a weird concept to me. Uh, And so we will talk about that in addition to uh, just Rachel's whole life. 
one thing I do want to say is that if you follow Rachel on social media, you may have seen her post some things uh, on Instagram just about her health. And one thing that I don't want this podcast to be is to string along uh, serious issues and and use people's health uh, to uh, promote the podcast or, or anything like that. Rachel is okay. She is fine. Uh, and she will give the update of just, you know, what she was going through uh, on the podcast. But she's not in any danger. And I just want to make that clear for everyone. This is not a podcast where I want people to tune in to find out how she's doing. Rachel is good. Okay. And so I just wanted to get that out there uh, before two weeks comes by and people are just concerned about uh, Rachel's condition. She's a-okay. And so she will talk about... Um, you know, what she was going through and how important it is for preventative care and making sure that, especially as a woman, uh, that you are doing the things that you need to do. Um, I'm not the one to speak on it, so I will let her uh, talk about it in her words in two weeks when she joins me on the podcast. Um, we Weren't Friends in High School is the Instagram. WWF in High School is the Twitter. And I am at RedshirtPlaya. And I guess that is about it. Um, thank you to Ama and thank you to everyone that is following, listening, and subscribing. Uh, rate, subscribe, share, um, all those podcast things. It helps. So uh, I guess that is it. I always feel like I'm I'm forgetting something that I want to say after the fact. But um, you guys will just have to come back in two weeks and maybe I will remember to say it then. Uh, okay. See you guys then in two weeks with my guest, Rachel Kim.